11 o'clock comics episode what 98 38 no 98 13 90. oh you gotta do a good one because there's that going go ahead do it 11 o'clock comics episode 98 It is good. It's good. I missed you guys. Even Chris. Yeah, me too. It's been a weird week. Yeah, I, I send I send PMs on the board. Nobody fucking replies to me. I sit there with my hand on my my. Dude, board. stop being a wood. <laughs> it's, it's the it's the end of winter, and I think everyone's just kind of blah. Dude, I was so I was so happy. I listened to a Seattle Mariners and San Francisco Giants baseball game in the tenth inning, spring training, and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. That's how bad it is. Uh, you know what? I am I am really enjoying spring training back, baby. Start of the Grapefruit League. What's up? Uh, what up, bitches? Already. I'm watching um, Veronica Mars. Nice. Oh, I love by, by the way, to anyone that's listening, freaking great yeah. show. Is, is the fantasy league finally ready? Yeah, we're ready. No, Chris and no, I are ready. Okay. We're, we're ready. Right. The only thing is, though, is I feel a little bad because it's like you know when you're when you're hosts of something, you you try and be gracious, but it's going to be real hard for Chris and I to be gracious because I, I I know if there's anyone if there's any way I don't win the league, it's because he's going to beat me and I'm finishing second. So anyone we ask to be in it, it's going to oh, be like man, I don't know, yeah. but so modest. I love the decorum. It's awesome. That's what I'm saying. It's it's hard to be a gracious host though when the skills are there to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? I, I think people I'm ex- it this year. right. People expect you to talk trash, right? When you play that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah that stuff. Oh, so there you go. You do it. Bring it. Bring it. He brought it. Hey everybody, look at this. It's eleven o'clock comics, you and I it. yeah, and I am who that Vince B. Who that? Who that? I'll only taste won't have gotten the he gone reference. Mm-hmm. He, he knows that. I'm Christopher Neesman. Wow, was, you are uh, so uh, mellow. What's going on? He is. I know. Wow. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm you in the bag? I'm in a nice. He's realizing. Right? He's realizing the enormity of the fact that he's got two two around comics recording sessions left. He's, yeah. He's, I, you, know? you know. It's it's fine. It's hey. I've actually had to think about that because I I am a little different on this show than I am. On around, so. I, hadn't, I hadn't noticed it's, that. So it's you know I'm 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 tr- I'm searching for well, my my new my new self on this show. Well, to hear wow. John Suntress tell it, uh, you two are the only two that are on the show apparently. So I don't know if if well, Dap and you, I should bother introducing ourselves. You you need about a fi- fifty pound grain of salt with anything that comes out of Suntress's mouth. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you know, I, I I know for a fact that John can't wait to hang out with Vince. At I love John, but you don't you don't shit on cable. Two fucks about David and I. No, well, as it should be, as it should be. But let's keep Chris in his happy place and try not to talk over him. I'm David Price. Yes, yes, you are. And never been less not back. I, of course, am Morbius, the living vampire. Oh, you didn't read the last amazing, did you? No, I'm because no, you're you're because you're, 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 yeah, you're in there. You're in there, and and you did not nice. have a good showing. That's all I could say. Oh. Hey, no, you're not Michael Morbius. You know who you are. You are Jason Wood. 
Yes. Humana, humana, humana. And who humana. is Jason Wood brought to us by? Jason Wood is brought to us. Uh, what are you talking? Oh, Jason Wood <laughs> is brought to us by DCBService.com. That's Discount Comic Book Service. You can type it into your little browser, DCBService.com, where you will be greeted with the most humongous discounts on your favorite comics and collectibles that you will ever, ever find. On the internets. They're really good. 35, 45, 55, all the way up to 75, way over there, percent off your favorite books. And check this out. The Summit City Comic Con is coming up May 22nd, 2010. That's www.summitcitycomiccon. One word, dot com. $10 gets you in. If you're an artist, you get a free six foot long table. That's crazy. That's unheard of. It's all profit then. Well, How about not that? Unheard of. Well, it's it's not so often heard of. Seldom heard it's of. It's new to the Summit City Comic Con. Jesus, that's true. Fucking forget. Well, uh, and, and, and you don't talk about it every week. Yeah, people, I guess, do. This this sucker's hosted at the Grand Wayne Center in downtown Fort Wayne. That's in Indiana, right? Uh, the guest list. Uh, among the notables that will be there, our buddy Andy, our buddies, I should say, Andy Jewett, Ben Teed, Chris Burnham, Dave Wachter, Jim Heffron, Jim Nelson, Jim Rug, John Kulsar, Jonathan D. Gordon, Matt Gross, Matt Kent, Mike Norton, Mike Schwartz, our very own Green Skeleton 2, Captain of the Good Ship Oceanverse, new strips every Monday and Thursday, will be there. Mike Schwartz, how about that? Robert Atkins, G.I. Joe, Ryan Stegman, Sean, Sean Pryor. PKD Media. Look at that. Steve oh, Bryant. Yeah. A.K.A. Stan Leroy. That's right, baby. That's right. Steve Bryant, Tim Seeley, and Crazy Crucy himself. I wanted to say that you and know. screwed it up. Crazy Crucy himself. And if you wear a Bigfoot is Real t-shirt, Zach will do a dance for you for free. <laughs> I, a lap dance. I, I, I lap dance. I, I love that that alphabetizing by last name is for pussies. We don't need none of that shit. And we're no. Just to- Dude, I'm just reading the damn list as they sign. I know. It. <laughs> and it's all because it's, it's alphabetized by first name. I love that website. And, you know, so check it out. SummitCityComicCon.com. When you're done scoping that scene, why don't you jump on over to DCBService.com. First time users, members, buyers, get an additional 8% off their first order if you type in EOC8. As your code. It's nuts. It's yeah. fantabulous. I'll tell you what, that, that made a big difference on my first order, but that first order is starting to make me not not angry, but make me realize how far in advance DC solicits their collected editions. Oh, my goodness, yep. <laughs> oh, my. I, I, I ordered stuff in December that won't come until, like, the end of July. Yep. That's because oh, yeah, they're, the, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're using, all, they're using all your money to set little traps for <laughs> Dwayne McDuffie. Oh, yeah. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, right. planetary the the uh, uh, Wednesday comics hardcover. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, we had, we, we, we had Tom on and he was promoting the mysterious trade, and that that was that's in like December. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and it's not coming out for another couple of weeks, and now we're in March. So oh, yes. Mar- March March seventeenth. Well, the um, this this previews that's out now for orders this month uh, has an assload of Blackest Night hardcovers, and yeah, it does. Uh, they're all due in in July. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, and that's, that's awesome. actually that's four months, but that's that's sort of the norm. You know? <laughs> but it's kind of crazy. But um, hey, there there's something I want to um, I want to mention right off the bat here because if I don't, I'm going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in the Chicago area this weekend at Challengers Comics and Chicago Comics, it is their Strange Tales Saturday. Oh. 
So it's this Saturday and it starts at one o'clock at, at Challengers. There's going to be a Q&A followed by a signing with Michael Kupperman, oh. Be- Becky Cloonan, and Jeffrey Brown. Nice. I think and, you left one off, didn't you? Um, that's the ones that I see on there. No, who did I, who did I leave off? I, I don't rem- I know there was four though, right? I'm, yeah, I'm not, you, you know, know, I think they may have added someone. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to dig it up here, but, uh, but Kupferman, Clunan, and, and Brown is, is definitely reason enough to, uh, to come. And then, sure. uh, the party moves from Challengers, uh, that, that signing is from, uh, from two to four, and then it goes to Chicago Comics from six to eight for a signing, followed by an after party. And, uh, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna drop by and, uh, and chit chat with some folks there. Um, but if you are in the Chicago Chicago area uh, come out and uh, a quick note uh, the um, in order to get stuff signed you you need to buy the strange tales hardcover from either one of those stores and uh, so if you buy it from challengers and you want to go to the Chicago comics thing all you have to do is show your receipt for that and I know that 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 some people get upset about stuff like that, but I know mm-hmm. that Challengers and Chicago Comics they have they have paid to to, uh, to fly in. I know fly in and put up um, you know the the, the non Chicago residents. So I mean they they put mm-hmm. out quite a bit of money to do that. So it's um, it, it's it's about the only way that they can recoup their cost on that. So don't get mm-hmm. too angry uh, whenever stores do that. And, and if you go if you go to a signing that a store has put together, make sure that you that you buy stuff because it it, it is expensive for them. To, to bring people in for that stuff. So. Comic fans are not angry, are they? They never get yeah. oh. cheap. And, and while you're there, bring your copy of Tales Designed to Thrizzle. And have yes. Oh, I can't wait. That. I got it this week, and funny, funny, funny. I know that we was, there was a little debate about <laughs> that. Not on the there was no debate. There was no debate. There was one dude and everybody else. There. No, <laughs> there wasn't debate, but it was opinion and a valid you know one at that. Cool about that? You know what was cool about that, though? He's a relatively new guy, and he stated his opinion, clearly not one that was shared by a lot of the forum, and... He was cool about it. He didn't like. He, he accepted. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like he he got all livid or said I'm not coming back here. He was like, oh, oh yeah, it's cool. And he tried yeah. to turn it positive, so that was cool. I mean, it yeah. was. You know, he, I he, that, I, the whole thing. Adam Smasher. I, yeah, I, I felt like David during that whole thing. Was it just like, oh, what's this? Tail design of Thrizzle. This looks good. Uh, yeah. Something I talked about like 25 episodes ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Let's try to work. Well, out. Vince, you know, we are getting new listeners every week, so maybe that's uh, very true. Very true. Pay attention. It's like whatever <laughs> happens. It's like what happens to me. And the is Queen and Country worth reading? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's very true. But if you would like to join in the antics of our forum debauchery, it's it's forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com internets or www.11oclockcomics.com. And if For you the, want to be like one of the cool kids yeah. and leave a voicemail. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. Or you want to be one of the first cool kids to actually 206-312-5239. Yes. And um, I want to just stress one thing. You all mm-hmm. will get on. Everyone gets their voicemail played, whether on the show or in the special, which will be forum only. The next Ill Pickle special was going to be friggin' long because I have so Ooh. many voicemails to play. And you, you, your, your message will be heard, so please, please, Ralph, I'm looking at you. Do not leave 12 voicemails. That's, you mean that's Ralph? N- Ralph, no, his name's Ralph. Oh. Uh, he left like, I love the guy. He's got a lot of good opinions. A lot, he's very passionate, but like 12. 
voicemails. That's crazy. That's that's mm-hmm. that's David Price territory. So oh, you know, shit. keep it keep it rational. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. So Chris, what were you gonna say before I I, I was suck gonna my say that I uh, I'm gonna make you so happy this week. Ooh, it's gonna do you're, you're gonna you're gonna want to 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 hold me like a little baby. Are you gonna you're going to? He does part- in his head every night. Wait, you're gonna participate in my Tezuka discussion? No. No. Oh. But I'm still gonna make you happy. Ah, you always do. You're so damn because cute. you're absolutely dead on right. I am uh, just mere pages away from finishing the first volume of Pluto. Bam! Oh, wow, son. Yeah. You know, see, that's the thing. I don't see how anyone who has even the slightest shred of taste could not like Pluto. That's it's true. it's it's yeah, bulletproof. It's all, it's all subjective, but um, no, it's not. It's really good. <laughs> um, you know, I no, I I mean, I've got some criticisms of it, but um, just from a a, a pure enjoyment, per, you know, I I really yeah, I, I really really dug it so far. Um, oh, enough I so love that, that I'm actually going to get the second volume. And so. you know what? And uh, I forget who on the forum said that it was the perfect manga for you, but they were absolutely right. Uh, one, Julian? I, no, I don't think so. I think it was either Matt from Howell or one of those guys. Yeah, I think it was well, Matt Howell. Yeah, but uh, one, it's great, and B, it's relatively short. It's only eight or nine volumes, so there you go. You're not going to invest it. Yeah, I said B on yeah. purpose. But cool. Um, yeah, I real, really enjoyed the art. Um, it some you know that's some one of the things that annoys me about manga sometimes is that I mean there's you know, co- comics as a language. You know I've been reading comics for a long time. I understand the language of of comics, but manga seems to go a, a, an additional level. There's a language to the manga. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. how it's drawn and, and different, you know, different reactions and, and they just, um, depict movement and emotion differently. And uh-huh. so there's, I didn't, I didn't pick up on a whole lot of that in Pluto. You, you um, mean like culturally specific things? No, it's like, you know, um, no, more like the, um, um, the, how stress is depicted with like, you know, the, the, sweat. the, the yeah, the sweat drops. And, oh, yeah, I and, love that. Well, no, that annoys me. Um, this didn't really have uh, a whole lot of that. It, it was pretty, pretty straightforward in the art, which I enjoy, and the art was beautiful. Uh, the the first, uh, what the the little prologue part of it, the uh, mm-hmm. the Mont Block Act One, uh, that is colored, was beautiful, and I I want the entire book to be colored. You know why that was colored? Why? I knew there had to be a reason. Yeah, because in Japan, when they serialize things mm-hmm. in in those big ass thick manga volumes they yeah, will they they will colorize the first four six or eight pages and the rest is black and white if you notice a lot of manga volumes you have like a say a gray tone to the first six pages and then that's all of a like sudden that. all and of a sudden yeah that's why because those pages were originally colored and uh, the publisher doesn't want to foot the bill for the color art yeah well the, the coloring in the in the prologue was absolutely beautiful oh, just yeah. a wonderful color palette and uh, and I really wanted to see the rest of it uh rest of it colored but no i i i I really enjoyed the story it it seems to hit on some some pretty um pretty standard uh manga themes of you know what what is humid and with a you know if you're a fan of a ghost in the shell or that kind of stuff you know we're, we're robots you know what what is a soul what is a human and yeah. and that kind of stuff and, and so it plays around with that um but uh Did, no, didn't was, the uh north number two uh insert blow your mind just yes. incredibly sad very it's i i 
probably my favorite part of the nice. uh, of of the book so far. So yeah, I'm I'm reading some manga. Enjoy it. So nice. get off my fucking back, people. Chris yeah, went to nice. see the wizard in between yeah. episodes. I, he got yeah. a heart. I had the first two <laughs> volumes in my hand over the weekend. I had to put them back just because. Of I saw your tweet and you broke my heart. Yeah, I know, dude. I didn't mean to, but I mean, for one, it would have been full retail, and and number oh, two, you just can't with do other, that. I know, and yeah. with other things going on, I, I kind of want to just get them all, all eight mm-hmm. in one shot. But uh, with with other things going on, and and making sure I um not even affiliated with the podcast, but but home shit, I got to take care of. But you know, make sure I right. get to uh, maybe get, for the death birthday. Dude, Ooh. if anybody from Viz is listening. Uh, if you put us on your mailing list, we will talk about your stuff. Oh yeah, so, we do anyway. So, so send us your yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You know what bothers me? Um, it, it, it's and, and it's a problem. Vote. It's a problem these days. What with the economy being what it is, our local borders does not replenish their stock uh, oh, on, on a on a regular basis. Oh, so okay. I, I'm looking for Pluto number two. Well, dude, I and mean, have you I been know, paying attention to what's going on with borders? <laughs> Well, right, right, but see, it 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 goes against uh, the whole mechanic of the serialized manga when you don't keep all the volumes stocked. How can they sell any new new readers to Naruto? You can't you can't do it if you don't keep off. What is it? Fifty seven volumes in yeah, stock. Well, it's you, almost you gotta, impossible. You got to have your first volumes in there. That's right. One thing, like whenever I go to Dark Tower and uh, and I'm looking for a, a new series, and and Mark has like you know volumes three through ten of you know what whatever it is, New X Men, whatever. Uh, I'll be like, how am I supposed to start reading this if you don't have the the first the first volume? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what they're doing to combat that is, I think. Uh, Tokyo Pop's doing it. Take the first three and package them in a big size book, or and the, and like with yeah. One Piece, they they do uh, the first three, the second three, and so that's cool because then the store only has to stock one instead of three, which is better. But I, I don't know, it, it's a problem, and and I don't think it's going to get any better for Borders until the sales start uh, picking up. You know what I love about DCBS? What's that? Is that every every once in a while I'll get uh, my package on. Um, on Wednesday, <laughs> my wow. wife just walked in with a box. I've got, I just got my comics. I'm like, ooh, Damn, it's Christmas. Awesome. Oh, Are you doing uh, bi-weekly, Chris, or weekly? Uh, I'm switching to bi-weekly. I had done weekly, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm slowly weaning myself off the needing <laughs> my comics every week. So, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to bi-weekly. But, yes, uh, I do. You guys go ahead. I'm going to peruse. Yeah, this is Ralph. I love 11 o'clock comics. It gets me through a lot of long days. But Chris, before you want to get Bendis off of Avengers, get somebody good on Justice League of America. For God's sake, that comic book has been bad for like the last year. Later. This is Ralph again. Ryan Michael Bendis can't end this story? When's Jeff Johns going to end this story? This damn Green Lantern story has been going on since Rebirth. New right on Avengers? I mean, come on, man. He's got the Avengers book up to the number one franchise in Marvel. I don't want him going. I don't want him going. I like people talking around the table. Later. This is Raphael calling again. Wonder Woman is Blackest Night. Is this a waste of time or anything? I understand Greg Luck is on that exclusive contract, but I wouldn't put my name on that piece of shit. That's the reason why they have pseudonyms. I mean, for God's sakes. He got thrown off of the Wonder Woman book to do um, something else, and he's got, like, Wonder Woman with Batman... And Black Manta with 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 Amara, it's just bad, bad. Later. 
<laughs> well, I'd love okay. to go ahead, but we seem to have forgotten a very important part of our opening ritual. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, snap. Um, yes, the drink roll call. Uh, Jason, since you're obviously the, the coherent one, what are, what are you drinking? I won't be coherent in about 20 minutes based on what I am drinking. Um, I am drinking a, uh, since we record this at 11 o'clock, wink, wink, um, I am drinking a good night special. Do any Ooh. of you know what's in a good night special? No. Codeine. Oh, I wish. That would be awesome. NyQuil. Oh, that would be dope. Uh, it looks like NyQuil. Uh, it's one part gin. In my case, it's Tanqueray. Uh, one part whiskey. In my case, it's some of the stuff that uh, that uh, our boy Val Staples sent us. Uh-huh. Uh, and and one part blue curacao. Mix and enjoy. Wow. What's blue mm. curacao? What's blue curacao? It's a liqueur. Yeah, it's blue. It's blue. Yeah, it's blue. Yeah, but what, you have a blue but drink. what is it? Is it like a... I mean, what is it? Taste it like. tastes uh, a little bit like cough syrup. Uh, <laughs> like Zambuca, maybe? No, no. Zambuca's got like a licorice flavor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no. Okay. Uh, no, it doesn't right. have much of a flavor, to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's more of a mixing agent than anything. Yes, yeah. It's a in a lot of tropical drinks. But this very much looks like uh, cough medicine, and it uh, it's it's stronger, and it's pretty damn nice. good. So I'm going to have a good night special. Cool. No, yeah, you'd, be, you'd be taking your clothes off halfway through. He's, I already have. He's not waiting. Oh, say. I'm shaving my balls as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I thought that was Chris opening his box. You got. You got. <laughs> sorry. Speaking of opening boxes. Oh. No. I, 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 went to, uh, I went to. I went to mute there because um, I figured I was like <laughs> that guy in the movie theater that's crinkling his uh, his candy wrapper. Uh, I am. Uh, I am having a uh, gin martini. Uh, beef eater. Beef eater gin. Uh, up. Of, of course, uh, three three olives. Blue cheese stuff. Sweet. <laughs> what? All right, David. Snarky uh, man. No, I'm. I love the. the that you did, do did you say stuffed olives? Blue cheese is in the drink, right? Blue, That's blue cheese olives. is in the olives, right? Which is in the drink. Which is yes. In the, yeah. You okay? All right. It is. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. That that you might as well just call the ambulance if I ever drank that. I know. Why? Because I'm to... I'm lactose intolerant. Dude, oh, but Chris, you know what we are though? We are gonna have a, we are gonna have some. Uh, what are they called? Sliders? No, they're not called. What are, what's the thing called? Slingers. Slingers. That's what we have. Oh, good yeah. lord! We're gonna take Vince out for a slinger, huh? Yeah. Okay. Whatever that is. <laughs> it's more. It's more bad food than anyone should eat in one sitting. It's more calories than I usually eat in a week. Put it that way. Wow. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's drunk, 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 drunk diner food. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Price, how about you? Uh, tonight's California Red is Fisheye Merlot. Ah, uh, can never go wrong with Fisheye. Me like it. There you go. It's the, is it uh, uh, dry? First, first dry? time I'm trying it. It, it is a uh, it's a little dry. It's uh, yeah. it's got some uh, it's got some nice. Wait, here's this on the back. The nose is ripe and fruity with plums and dark fruit. So I was thinking of Vince <laughs> while I'm drinking it. Yeah, you're fruity, all right. There you go. David, hey. I, I wanted to mention to you, because uh, I know you are the wine fan, we have been um, trying a bunch of different wines, and we found one that we like so much we bought uh, a couple cases because it's, like, amazing and it's really – it's it's delicious but not expensive. Uh-huh. So I wanted to uh, throw it out there to you and I guess any of our listeners like it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's from Argentina. It's an Argentina table wine. It's called a Clos de los Siete. Um, and it's, uh, it's like part, uh, Malbec, part Merlot, part Cab. You know, it's, it's a mix. Uh-huh. But, uh, but it's from, it's 2007 and it's, uh, I mean, we bought it for like, I want to say like 10 or 11 bucks a bottle, but it's, uh, it's redonkulously good. And, uh, oh. so if What's you can the name find of it, it, give it a try. 
Seventh of what? Uh, it's close, C-L-O-S, de los siete. Seven of something, right? Because seven is siete. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I am drinking the lager that settles presidential wagers, the Yingling lager. Ah, oh, very you nice. Hear, you hear about that with uh, no. Obama and the, the Canadian oh. uh, uh, prime minister? They bet on the hockey team. And well, oh, I, I, oh, and uh, and Obama lost, so he had uh, he was forced to drink Yingling. Uh, no, that's not how it went. Oh, no, mm. no that's not how it went at all. Mm. <laughs> ah, all right. So, so hey, congratulations to our knuckleheads up friends up north for uh, yeah for succeeding at the one thing that they're kind of good at. Don't fucking congratulate them. I like Canadians. I don't know about you guys, but oh, congratula- I have- congratulations for the sport that you invented and are supposed to be. Far and away, the best in the world at for. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I said. It's like I said on the forum. Squeaking your ass out an overtime victory. Well, it's like I said on the forum. For the Canadians to have lost to us in hockey would be like us to have lost it to them at almost anything else, like curling or something. No, really, almost anything else on the earth. If we had lost the Canadians, (laughs) leave leave them. uh, You know, yeah, I don't. They deserve. They deserve one thing to be happy about. I like Canadians. I really do. Me too. Shout-outs to Paul and Tom Fowler, and uh, who else do we know Canadian? Uh, Jeff. Doug Jeff. And, and Adam. Yeah. That's Filthy right. Filthy McMonkey's yeah. Canadian. He's awesome. Oh, DM, yep, true. <laughs> Gobo's Canadian. Gobo. Oh, Gobo, respect. Paul. I said All those Canadians. You yeah, did? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't listen Thanks to you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. I can't do... Yeah. See, J- J- yeah. Jason's typing to me in the Skype thing. He's asking me questions. Dude, I can't do two things at once. He's like, <laughs> where's, where's my answer? I can't Dude, do don't it. don't pull Speaking the curtain away from the listeners, for fuck's sake. Damn. All right. They already Speaking see behind the curtain. Speaking of Canadians, uh, Sweet Tooth number seven came out today. Looks you betcha. Oh, it did. I just read six today, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Night. I'm too behind so, now. Okay. Dude, I, you know, I, I actually am kind of glad that the Canadians won the, the gold in hockey because after the U.S. beat Canada the first time in the in the, the uh, Lemire was pissed. Well, yeah, he was not doing well. I was. No, he I was told us all the fuck off that he hated yeah. us. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. You know, can I t- can I say something about Sweet Tooth real quick? Yeah. Uh, I'm caught up. Yay. Well, no, as of today, I'm not caught up. But I read up to six, yeah. and I have to say that even though Vertigo is the quote indie friendly um, imprint of DC, Sweet Tooth is by far. So, uh, way out the most indie book that they have ever published, and that's a compliment. Really, I mean, wow, I, I, wow, I don't. That's I, a, that wow. is, yeah, it's so uh, homegrown. That's what I. It it just yeah, you could tell it's a one man operation. It's yeah. it's awesome, mm-hmm. it and, is uh, awesome. and and uh, and I'm it's re- a slow burn. Like I know some of the yeah. people that tried it. The first issue struggled with, but but I will say honestly, the, the issues five and six really kick it into high gear, and and. You know, I don't know how we'll probably have Jeff on again sometime, and we'll, um, he can tell us himself. But I, I don't know how long he has in mind for this story. But clearly, now we're getting to a point where you can really just see how expansive this could be. I mean, this could be his oh, yeah. fables, you yeah. know, if, if it sells. I mean, this could be his. I don't. Again, I don't know if he has in mind thirty issues. I don't know, but it could be a hundred issues. Clearly, because he's setting up that universe mm-hmm. where yeah. you could just go in a million different directions. So it's it's pretty dope. Yeah, but that, that I, I think read so well on trade. For mm-hmm. folks. Yeah, but I think he's approaching Walking Dead territory in the in the just the depressive. No, but it's good. Oh, ah, okay. uh, it's it's oh, so. Shit. It, what am I? It's so downbeat. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, yeah. What yeah. he he named the the title character after his son, right? Yeah. What yeah. if he named him after somebody he didn't like? 
I mean, <laughs> what the, the shit that well, happened about, to this kid? How about the fact that he named the hockey player that the that Jeff beats <laughs> the fuck out of Jeffrey Brown? Jeff Brown. <laughs> oh shit! It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. Have to, I, I, I'm gonna I expect have to the Jeffrey next guy to be that. Matt Kent. Some guy he shoots in the head is gonna be Matt Kent or something. Well, Big, you know, it's that. That's. I mean, Jeffrey Brown is is a huge hockey. He's a huge Red Wings fan. So I have a feeling that they go back and forth over over hockey stuff a lot. So mm-hmm. actually, the last time we were uh, we had Jeffrey on AC, he was he was talking about. I guess he and he and Jeff and I can't remember the other creator. Darn it! But uh, they're all talking about doing working on a hockey book together. Nice. Yeah. And kudos to Lemire for being fearless in the face of stardom. He's working for one of the big the big boys. I mean Vertigo. That's there's a lot of eyes on that. And he's going in and doing it the the way he wants to do it. That that is awesome. It's get that's pretty ballsy, pretty fearless. Mm-hmm. So sure. good for him. God Absolutely. damn it. Indeed. <laughs> God bless him, everyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some comics. We have been, though, but let's talk about some comics proper. Quotes around that. Why? What you reading? Oh, I don't want to go first. No, because I know it's going to happen. I'm going to get halfway through, and it's going to shit out on me. So I'm going to wait till oh. I go into the toilet, and then I'm going to come back nice. and talk about well, it. Well, can I just give a quick uh, thank you to a couple of people who sent me some shit? Yeah, sure. Well, not some shit. They sent me some gold. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I got uh, a copy of Street Angel. From Jim Rugg. Um, you know, Jim heard our show where Vince and I uh, waxed uh, lovingly <laughs> about aphrodisiac, and uh, Jim and I struck up a bit of a uh, email dialogue back and forth. Oh, you're friends now. Yeah, we're buddies. Oh, we're you know, Craig. Friends. Oh, Vince, how does son of a bitch? You know, I wrote, uh, you know, my, my partner, Jim, uh, Brian Maruka, and I did another book called Street Angel. I said, yeah, I haven't, I haven't read it, but I was familiar. And he said, well, that's where Aphrodisiac first appeared. Uh, oh, I'd like to please. read it. And he uh, sent me an autographed copy. And um, I have I'm, not I'm, read I'm, it Unbelievable. Yet, yeah, I, I'll, I'll let you see it at the uh, scene. No, you, 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 you said you said Jim. No, listen, That's you, you said Jim Jim Rug and I started to get all excited. Now I'm shrinking back in my shell like friggin' Gamera. My thing is going oh, way back in. It's interesting. I will tell you the art style in, in the uh, in Street Angel, which came out you know before, um, it's it's beautiful stuff, and and I see a lot of uh, of of uh, Jeff Smith in it actually. It, it looks okay. a lot like uh, what Jeff's doing with Razzle. You know, it's very. It has a lot of that that kind of similar thing to it. And it, again, I haven't read it yet, but just leafing through it, there's that the same kind of cool uh, stuff that's in Aphrodisiac, where all of a sudden you'll be reading it, and then all, you get to a page, and it'll just be a completely different art style. It'll be an advertisement. Like there's a and there's like little Ohatmu entries for it for different characters, and those, there's like a freaking were shark. How badass is that? Oh, I mean, nice. it's a, it's awesome. So uh, thanks very much. And when, once I read it, I'll definitely you know talk about it after I've had a chance. But I just wanted to say thanks for for that. And um, and then I got something which I th- I'm about ninety percent sure you guys got it too. So I think we could probably all. And that is uh, Eric Williams sent uh, me uh, a number of comics that he wrote. Some indie I got comics. that. Yeah. Yep. All right. Not yep. as much. Um, and uh, I have not read them yet, but I just got them, and I wanted to just let him know that I received them, and I appreciate yeah. it. And it's uh, mysterious too. visions, um, incessant yarns, and incessant yarns. I guess I don't, one and two. Yeah, one and two. So thanks very much, Eric. And uh, I'm sure we'll all have a chance to read these at some point, and we'll yep. let you know what we thought. Cool. So. Oh, and yeah. by the way, I, I got aphrodisiac this week. Oh, and yes. you guys were dead on. It was we always awesome. Are. So good, right? 
It, it, <laughs> it, it might be the greatest comic book ever created. Ah, uh, that's, is. yeah, you, that's it, not yeah. hyperbole. <laughs> it, it is, it, it, it is so perfect in what it is. Yep. There, there is, there is a- absolutely, uh, 100% perfect in what it's trying to do. Uh, I, what, how they, how they kept changing his origin had me rolling. I know, dude. How great is that, right? Oh, so funny. Mm-hmm. So funny. But yeah, it was, uh, and I tell you what, for, for 15 bucks, man, value, value, value. And if you, uh, it, if you're on the fence about picking that book up, yeah. don't be. It is, it is so, so awesome. I don't know if Jim's. I know Jim's going to be at uh, Summit City. I don't know if he's going to be at T2E2, but I already told. I mean, if he is, I really, I'd love to buy a page of Aphrodisiac from him if he's Gotham because it's awesome. It's a black diamond. That's what it is. A black mm-hmm. damn diamond. Okay, so Jason, you're done with your little thank yous. Freaking yeah, angel. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Let, let's uh, let. Oh, look, let's, he's all bitter. He's bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm not. Dude, you I'm, get I'm, free I'm, shit every other day from people. <laughs> I don't though. It's the day. You too. You too. <laughs> A lover scorned. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody read Invincible Iron Man 24? No, really? I just read 23 yesterday, though. Oh, man. Okay, I won't say anything, because I know... Dude, I know but Gabe... I can't believe you didn't know about Extremis. No, I, you didn't need to know about Extremis, because it, it's not a it's not a factor in this, this little uh, Stark Disassembled. And again, I didn't read I didn't read Secret Invasion. It's not I, a factor, because it doesn't exist anymore. I love... <laughs> well, then, it it didn't matter, then. True. You know, yeah. True. What, what matters is 24, and uh, Fraction did something really nice. And, and I will give him a big hug for that if I ever see him. Aww. Yeah. Yep. I can't say anymore without sp- I can't say any more without spoiling it. But he closed he I won't no. He closed the book on a very troublesome era in Marvel history in a smart way. Can I take uh, a guess? Without stepping on any toes. Um, Can I guess? And, and it's where they should be going into the Shield. Can I guess? Nope. Go ahead. He somehow or another ends the Registration Act, thus ending Civil War. Um, uh, in a, mm, I can't say yes because not exactly. Okay. It's you're you're in the ballpark though. But, okay. But close. Well, is that the troublesome era you're speaking of? Because that's yeah, the era that the, knocked that, out that, of that that genie is is now put back in the bottle. And and I could the not regist- be happy. The Registration Act is. Uh, I'm not going to say anymore because David's going to have a, a conniption. So. <laughs> he's already having a conniption. He's, he's biting his tongue right now, drinking his red wine. Yeah. Is there is, is there is there still is there still a mutant registration act? There's um, got to be mutants to have a registration. I was going to say uh, it'd be a pretty talk about uh, bloated They're government bureaucracy. They probably have like They're 500 people all working for that department for 198 mutants. Well, yeah. there's more than 198 now, isn't there? 199 with hope. Yeah, there you go. Really, yeah. dude? They they keep pulling mutants left, right, and center. Sure. They, you, the, I've ne- It's you know so what? funny because no, because, I, I because there, you have more mutants crawling around than ever the, than ever before. Just, no, they're well, just noticeable that. now because there aren't yeah. as many. I want somebody to actually, you know, go through all the books and. Yeah. And Count give us up. a number, one through however many. And, and you know, that would we'll, be kind of cool. Wikipedia yeah. had a, I, I don't know if, I haven't been there, but they, I know back when the one, you know, remember that 198, like one shot came right. out and then they That's had nice. it. Yeah. Yeah. I know Wikipedia had a, a listing of the 198 and um, I don't know if they've kept that up or not, but I, I would have to think that since they had 198 then and certainly more mutants have cropped up, there's more than 198, but I don't know that, uh, I, I don't know. Not how a whole hell of a lot though. I mean, it's just that the notable ones stuck around. Well, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, that, that, a lot of them, there, there's so many of them that got their damn powers back after that. No, that's not true. Most of them still don't. Like, yeah, like Jubilee and a lot, a lot of the the right. X mutants are living on the, living in the island, but they're not powered. They're, I mean, yeah, like, look at Danny. Mirage I mean, she's still right. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, yeah. she was, she, she was. Yeah, like right, like Danny's got her superpowers, powers, but right. she's Ice not. Yeah. Iceman's back, but yeah. No. So I mean, there are there are some that are back. There's some that just never went away and just hung around. But uh, whatever like, happened to the Blob? Is he all droopy uh, still? Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't seen the Blob. Actually. I didn't hear it quite. Oh no, yeah, oh. I haven't seen the Blob since, uh, <laughs> since the one panel where he's it was sweet to see Franklin, uh, Fra- Franklin and uh, Valeria uh, give uh, help um, help Artie and uh, Leech out though. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Blob, because you know the the panel that we're talking about is uh, he basically lost all of his mass, and so it was like these just huge folds of skin, like someone who if someone was like six, six if someone was like six hundred pounds and then lost like four hundred pounds of it, oh, it's just man. loose skin. I was the grossest thing would be like if he actually had like plastic surgery and they took off all the excess skin and and made him look somewhat normal, but then he got his powers back. Dude would like explode. Yeah. He looked like Mike Norton's dog when he had all that that stuff. Uh, uh, pug. Nice. No, doesn't he like a pug? Yeah. Speaking of um, of X Men and whenever there were not not as many mutants um, roaming around, I finally um, found and ordered my favorite run of X Men of all time is the uh, Roy Thomas Neil Adams, which I found out is that collected that like six in, issues or something. Yeah, uh, it, was th- it was it was thirteen. Wow. And it was bi-monthly, yeah. I think, at the time. Yeah. 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 Forever. Uh, Those covers yeah, are then, phenomenal. Yeah, they, they are. Have then they went into, uh, into reprints from, what, mm-hmm. like, 60, what, it was... Oh, yeah. Six, 67 to 93? 93. 93, yeah. 93. 93. Um, but it's uh, the Marvel Masterworks vol- uh, Volume 6 of, mm-hmm. of the X-Men, and it's... Uh, it actually collects more than than the Neil Adams issues. It's yeah. got some. Um, uh, help me out. Um, shit. Who was who Stranko. was drawn? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Um, the covers. Ah, uh, crap! I can't. Don, I, Don Heck. Yeah, I think it was some Don Heck issues in there. But yeah, the entire Neil Adams uh, run. Uh, and if you've never read those, they are are awesome, awesome, awesome X Men issues. I'd go as far as to say that Neil Adams did the absolute best Polaris. Best Polaris. Ever. He, he, Ever. He, did, he did the best, the best Cyclops. He did the best, um, uh, original Beast, the, the pre Blue Hair Beast, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> and you know, you know, Polaris is, uh, he he kept that with him when he did, went to work on Ms. Mystic because she's just Polaris. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. the same thing. Yeah, and, and I know that you'll say that his beast wasn't as good as as Kirby's and and, and Kirby's no. beast was was fantastic. But I just that is uh maybe it's whenever I started reading those because I, I read the X Men like backwards almost. I started with the with the Burn Claremont or actually the Paul Smith then the Burn Claremont oh, and then and then worked right. back to um uh my way back to the the Neil Adams stuff. And, uh, I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say um, George Perez for the Beast. Blue-haired or pre-blue? No, blue. Oh, yeah, no, blue-haired. yeah. Chris yeah. is talking about pre-blue. Pre-blue, right? Um, yeah, beast. yeah. Kirby, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best Iceman or Snowman. 
But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, stick a carrot. I'm a nice in man, but I'm you know that that's t- that's. I mean, it's almost impossible to compare Neil Adams to to Kirby. I mean, just such mm-hmm. a different style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But it's good to to, to see you reading X Men. Yeah, whenever they were good. <laughs> oh. oh, see, we're going up the roller coaster, oh, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oop, the cable broke, going back down. <laughs> oh, so yeah, uh, Invincible Iron Man 24 is great. He wrapped it up in, in wonderful, wonderful fashion. I'm excited. It's, one, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So I, ooh, I know what I wanted to talk about real quick. I bought a sketchbook today. What? From ID, yes, from IDW. Yeah? It's it's cool. a Sam Sam Keith sketchbook volume uh, one. Oh, it's so awesome! It's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, magazine size, uh, perfect bound, nine ninety nine for forty eight pages. And the thing I like best about it, it's the warts, the the blemishes, the not so great pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, Mister Keith says that he that's what he likes about. Sketchbooks. He doesn't want to see the great drawings and the good stuff and the, you know, the, the, the top shelf stuff. He wants to see the mistakes and the blemishes and the bad art and the, the, uh, pages bleeding through the back of other pages and, and writing and, you know, messages to the artist that he writes to himself. And that's what this is. You can actually see through some pages, uh, onto the backs of others. And it's, you know, really bad, goofy drawings uh, in some. And then there's some gorgeous watercolors in others and beautiful brushwork. It's it's amazing. It's really good. Um, and there's that wonderful Sam Keith deprecating, self-deprecating humor throughout the whole thing. You know, like, you suck, you can't draw, you're horrible, why are you doing this? And the guy's like one of the masters. I love it. But uh, it covers a lot of his stuff. There's no Mac stuff in it. They're saving okay. the, the Mac stuff for the... Uh, I guess there's going to be a big old uh, hardcover uh, sketchbook. But listen to this. Mm-hmm. He says, um, I don't kid myself that I'm a fine artist, and I have no patience with debates of fine art versus lowbrow art. Both nice. work. Both coexist nicely. Hell, without re- without dealers and collectors, we n- might not be bothered about the difference anyway. Besides, I suspect most of the fans that like my stuff are drawn to the more weird, abstract, and surreal, a.k.a. bad Sam art, rather than counting hairs on Wolverine's arm or bugging me to draw like I used to. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I I would say he's the most artsy-fartsy of all the image artists, Mm -hmm. by by far. Oh, you like yeah. Sam Keith? It's interesting uh, because uh, is now, you know, um, shows my ignorance here. Is is lowbrow art an accepted term? Yeah, but I don't know. If again, Keith, Keith would be lowbrow as oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't consider him. But well, no, no, the reason I mean because Keith just mentioned it. I'm saying. That's well, I could say I could see why he would. I could see him saying it about himself, just like mm-hmm. the rest of the stuff Vince was yeah. talking about that he wrote. But I mean, I would, I wouldn't look at Sam Keith's art and I mean because you just. <laughs> I mean, no, you you wouldn't, but they the, consider the Robert Williams lowbrow. So well, no, if, the if, reason if I ask that question is Trump. because yeah, is because James yeah. Jean is the first person I heard use that term, and you guys know I love Jean, and he uh, he did that he did um he did an episode of Sidebar 
you know, the, mm-hmm. the podcast that I've mm-hmm. talked And I believe that's either it was in a, either in a written interview or on Sidebar that I heard him mention very similar to what you just said, Vince, about Sam Keith, that he, yes, he's doing quote-unquote fine art now, you know, and that he's in galleries and stuff, but he doesn't really see much of a distinction between it. It's all art to him. And yeah. he said that, you know, he's, he's people keep asking about the transition from lowbrow art to fine art, and he kind of objects to that, uh, that, that portrait because whether he's designing a ad campaign or a handbag or a poster or a comic book cover or a painting to him it's all art you know so you know what the difference between highbrow and lowbrow art is uh high uh lowbrow art suddenly becomes highbrow when some stuffy ass gallery owner <laughs> thinks it no <laughs> thinks it thinks it's good enough to hang on sure, their walls there, sure. there's really no difference it's just that mm-hmm. uh you guys got guys like big daddy roth and robert williams and robert uh, crumb and uh you know pete bag that's considered lowbrow but it why? Just because they they deal in in subjects that aren't hoity-toity enough for a gallery wall? It's nuts. It's just it's just a distinction based on placed on the art by who's paying the bills. That's and all. Stop. Stop. Okay. You you just got it with the paying the bills, and it was just hanging on. So I think you can keep that in there. Okay. Go. Go. What? I just talked. Why don't you go, Dap? No, because what I want to talk about, Vince might have something to say. Ah, oh, all right. Um, okay, uh, then I, I hope you guys have read this because uh, it was totally off my radar uh, until Mr. John Word Balloon Suntress tweeted about it. And I said, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, I'll give you a hint. Written by Chuck Dixon, recently reprinted in a beautiful deluxe hardcover. Want to guess? Uh, Dixon. Robin? No, not Robin. Um. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't reprint any of the Airboy stuff, did they? Uh, I think they have, but no, I'm not talking about that. Oh, that stuff's awesome. Um, All right, one more hint, which you'd give it away. Jorge Zafino. Hmm. Crickets. Talking about Winterworld. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, IDW just put out uh, a hardcover of uh, Winterworld, which collected the the 80s series that Dixon and Zafino did, as well as Winter Sea, which was the sequel that they did before Zafino passed away. But I guess for some reason, as I understand it, I'm not quite 100% clear on what happened. Maybe uh, John knows the story. But I guess they ne- it never saw print. Um, Winter Sea, the sequel, never saw print, I guess because Zafino passed away and there were some issues with the family estate. But this uh, IDW has been knocking it out of the park with a lot of the reprints lately, and this um, this combines the Winter World and Winter Sea for the first time, and it's uh, it's fantastic. I love uh, dystopian, you know, post-apocalyptic Ooh. stories, and that's exactly what this is. And and it just it just sets you right into the world. It doesn't kind of like with The Walking Dead. It doesn't explain what happened, why it's that way. It just is. You know, it's just you're you're in this world where um, where the lead character is a traitor. Uh, he makes his living trading goods between different groups of people. Oh, he's a traitor. <laughs> yeah, traitor. Well, tra- like no, traitor. no, right, right. Not like traitor, like Benedict Arnold, like a trader, like uh, you know, goods. Uh, and it's 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 clearly something's happened with the world. It's wiped out most of humanity, and we've had another ice age. So basically, the entire Earth is covered in in you know, it's like snow and and ice. And um, and it's just you know, Chuck Dixon has obviously been around a long time, quality writer. Uh, I very much enjoyed the story, but the real tour de force here is Jorge Zafino's artwork. Um, it's just exceptionally beautiful stuff. Um, and as I'm reading it, I immediately thought of Gabe Hardman. 
And I oh, tweeted wow. about it. I tweeted to it. I said, wow, I said, this winter world that I'm reading is just fantastic. I said, Zafino is just a master. And oh, I, Gabe, remember, I remember that. <laughs> and Gabe pinged me back and said, yeah, he really is. He's one of my favorites. And I said, it's funny you say that because uh, in looking at this, it really reminded me of you. And he said, well, that's because I steal from him as much as I can. I steal from him daily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was being modest, but obviously, but, but clearly it's an influence of his. But my God, I mean, if you if you like... You know, I've talked. If you like wasteland or anything that's that's you know the stand, if you like anything that's that takes place in sort of world where there's just not much of humanity left, then um, then this is definitely worth your time. It's uh, and it's only 19.99 cover, so I think oh, I got awesome. it for ten bucks. Yeah, on um, like cheap ass trades. Um, but boy, oh boy, it's gorgeous stuff. And this winter sea, like I said, I mean, to me, I read it all in one fell swoop. But I guess. Uh, for those that were fans of the Winter World, this Winter Sea, you know, that's 20 years later they're reading this, but it picks up right where Winter World left off. And it's another effectively three issues. So it's like a seven issues all told. It's about 100 and I'm guessing like 140, 150 page uh, trade. But uh, man, oh man, it was a lot of fun. And, and that's uh, what's killing me about Am I okay? That, yeah. that, that's what's killing me about that because I have the Winter World series. And it's great. I agree with you. It's wonderful. And now I got to go out and buy this friggin' hardcover. I got to buy it twice because of the right. the sequel. And I, you know, but this is not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I understand that. But I guess if you think about it, if you had to buy four issues of a relatively low print run series from the early '80s, wouldn't it cost you twenty bucks? Right. I mean, mm, yeah, but not, probably not on um, Comic Collector Live. You get cheap stuff. Maybe. Yeah. But um, Winter maybe. World came out around the same time as the Scout miniseries spinoffs, like New America. And uh, so, yeah, it, I remember them hitting all at once, and Dixon was on fire back then. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he, he, he still is, yeah. Yeah. But uh, he had his own little corner of the... Uh, it's cool. Uh, so, like like Bo Smith, you know? There's yeah. a fucking badger in it, and he's like the hero of the whole book. It's awesome. <laughs> this what, little what are, badger, dude, it's awesome. What are your uh, What are your favorite dystopian films? Ooh. Um, um, films? I don't. Oh, I don't know if there's been too many. Uh, I, Escape I, from you know, New York. Yeah. Well, I do like that film, although I <laughs> guess I wouldn't have. Um, you know what? Actually, I, I have to say, probably, uh, probably the road. Uh, would oh, wow. be, okay. Um, which was a really faithful adaptation of the book. I mean, as much as it can be. Uh, you know, the book is. It's <laughs> there, there's not much to the book in terms of plot, so it's. Uh, um, you know. I, oh, I got one. I got one. Go ahead. Brazil. Haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that, that is probably that is probably my my favorite subgenre of of films. It's you know, a, a well, boy it's and funny. I'd be interested to hear what you think because yeah. uh, I I I haven't. I, to me, I think about it more on the literature side of things or comics. I, like I yeah, I love the stand. I love the road. I mean, Cormac McCarthy's stuff is some of my favorite. I mean, so uh, but uh, Chris, did you say a boy and his dog? Yeah. Do you know who wrote that? Uh, Harlan Olsen. Do you know who did the comic book adaptation of that? Yeah, I don't. I you know I know that there was a comic ad- adaptation. Did, did but he wrote the 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 adaptation, right? The adaptation's called Vic and Blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Drawn by Richard Corbin. Yay! Oh, that's right. That's right. And, and I I did know that, and I've been. It's on my list. I, thank you for reminding me because I need to track that down. Write but that uh, down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I oh, roll rollerball the original the original oh, rollerball yeah. one of my all <laughs> sure, yep. man 70s dystopian films that that is arc 2 oh this, i mean it, well, even, Desol- I, I quite, desolation like, alley i'm sorry what like logan's run is probably logan's run's of, great yeah the, the, the first the first mad max was quality oh yeah even uh, the second one's good 
Eh, I like all that Go ahead. I was going to say a recent one that you should definitely track down if you have it is Children of Men. Yeah, I, I just heard that was that, good. Like, uh, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it was very good, so, actually. So good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It, wacky. Like, very wacky. Not at all what I expected, actually. Not at yeah, all what I expected. Yeah. But very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I, I actually stumbled upon something on, on the internets uh, the other day. Uh, BBC has a new series ca- called Survivors. I heard you mention it on AC, and I now I got a TV it because, goddamn, that sounds right up my alley. It's really good, but I did not know this. There was a, uh, a mid-70s uh, original series uh, okay. that, that this is kind of loosely based on uh, called Survivors. It was done in 1975 through 78. I think it ran for mm-hmm. three seasons. Uh, it's on the BBC, so it's mid-70s BBC production values. Don't expect in anything too too crazy. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's, it is... Uh, Kind of, kind of like the the setup for the stand, and that there's been uh, a virus that is spread around the world, and there's like one percent of the population that's still alive. Now it doesn't get into like the the religious spiritual aspect of it. It, it really is just a what what if you know civilization almost ceased to to be how would people you know move on and mm-hmm. and and you know rebuild or or have any sort of right. uh, society and it was really good but um uh i don't know if vince i, I think i'm the only doctor who nerd here but it was uh, created by terry nation nice yeah yeah so awesome. I, I, I had a feeling vince might, might yeah i love you well, know, i love doctor who did you yeah, guys, yeah. i don't know what you guys thought of uh, i am legend uh, the movie was vastly different than the book but the the, the well the novella but the yeah. novella is definitely one of my favorite stories of all time literature the, the I, o- omega man is better yeah I mean, that, well, that's uh, yeah yeah it's good well i don't know better but it's really good too yeah but it's but cool. i actually I, I like will smith as an actor and, and clearly that movie is not uh you know it's, it's not uh it's not uh, fantastic cinema, but I enjoyed it. Especially, even though it was so different than the book, but I still, I still enjoyed it. It's a, uh, you know, it's a good popcorn movie. You can buy it for like five bucks. Yeah. Like you can get that movie on the cheap. Chris, did you know yeah. that Joe Grant posed nude with a Dalek? No. Yes, I saw them on the internet the other day. No, she she posed nude back in the seventies. Oh, it's a chick. Yeah, jo- the, yeah. the the doctor uh, John Pertwee's companion mm-hmm. posed nude, and she was uh, hot back then. I was. Now, what's the story of the companion? Obviously, it's a hot chick, but like, is it? No, like, not always. Tegan not wasn't always. A, wasn't a, a, a woman. So uh-huh. what's the deal with the companion? Wait, Tegan, wait, Tegan, who's Tegan, the boy? Tegan was a woman. I'm sorry. Who's, I was going to say, wow, you no, didn't Tegan, like Tegan, huh? The, the boy uh, that came yeah. with Tegan. What was yeah, there, there, there's, been, uh, uh, there's been several um, male companions. Yeah. And a, ro- and a robot dog. Yeah, canine, what's the deal dude. with the companion? Just a buddy? That goes yeah, yeah. I mean, he... he he basically pops around the universe and and will get into these adventures and almost with the exception of maybe probably five or six episodes total out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes he always will have he'll pick up a companion someone that goes on adventures with right. him and and some companions they'll they'll overlap with other companions so sometimes it'll be three of them you know or even as many as like four yeah. and and then they'll yeah and the, and then there will be companions that will that will actually cross over uh, from regeneration, so there'll be someone that'll be a companion whenever it's one doctor, and then we'll be there whenever he regenerates, and they'll right. you know follow in, into the next the next version of the doctor. So yep. yeah, yeah. So but, there's always, um, always companions because it's not fun to watch a half hour of the doctor mumbling to himself. 
The, well, the he do- the, he the needs doctor, somebody to bounce off yeah, of. Yeah, and he doesn't want to travel around the universe alone. I don't blame him. Yeah, not, who does? Not, not with Billy Piper waiting in the wings. Come on. Yeah. So the companion is, open. is like the, uh, the trillion to Arthur Dent. In, it's kind of like that type of thing. Or? That's where Arthur Dent got it from. I mean, um, yeah. What the hell is this? Douglas name? Adams. Douglas mean? Adams, that hack writer. <laughs> Dude, you better oh, check your oh, fucking oh, self. Oh, you better check oh, yourself before you wreck yourself. You know why I said that. I know how you feel. No, That's why you I said don't it. Don't fuck around. My number one author of all time. That is my shit. There is nothing more important to me in literature than Douglas Adams. You can't fuck with him. Okay. I was going to say, Vince 42. just kicked 15-year-old Chris in his balls. <laughs> we'll go on a killing spree. <laughs> I remember being in the middle of, of sophomore year high school English class trying to explain to people what an SCP was, somebody else's problem, and explain how it was a UFO that people couldn't see. And every person in the class looking at me like I was like absolute fucking lunatic. And I'm sitting there cracking myself up trying to explain to them how funny it was. Good to see that things have not changed all that what, much. What's the, what's, the, what's the worst day of the week and will be the day that the, that the, the earth blows up? December 25th, 2012. No. Thursday. <laughs> I, I think the Mayans know a little bit more than Douglas no. Adams. Okay. Thursday. Thursday is the worst Vince, day. You better be real careful. I take a lot of. I, I, I look, I'm like a duck. Shit rolls off my back. Start fucking yeah. with Douglas Adams. But you it's know why I'm doing it. Shit. It's like it's like your mama. I'm not serious. I will you know? plant, I will send my seeds after you. Wow. <laughs> it's like hey. you're getting all upset about Vincent DC. Damn. <laughs> Hey, this is Johnny the Homicidal Drummer on the message boards. No uh, stupid song for you guys today, as I feel like it would cheapen what I have to say. Uh, that and I couldn't really think of anything funny to say while I was sitting here at work board. Um, so uh, I heard you guys talking about it a little bit, uh, a few times on the show, I think. Uh, gunsofshadowvalley.com. Uh, no the, just www.gunsofshadowvalley.com. So I went to it today, and man, it was fucking amazing. Sorry, kitties, earmuffs. Um, wow, I mean, I, I don't really like web comics. Uh, I don't really like, you know, reading comics on my computer. But man, I need to know where uh, where I can get the uh, the copy so I can hold it close to my beating heart. It was uh, it was awesome. So uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle a, a page or two a week. This is going to be uh, this is going to be hard. But, yeah, so uh, I know you guys have talked about it before, but I thought it should be said again. Uh, hopefully you play my voicemail uh, later. People, why are you still listening? Why haven't you paused the podcast? Or if you got it on headphones and you're not at your computer, walk to your computer, www.gunsofshadowvalley.com. It's free. We all complain about the price of comics, and this is free. Um there should be a way to give this man money, but uh, perhaps he hasn't thought of that yet. But uh, it's Mr. Clark and Mr. Uh, Dave Wachter. Um, so, yeah, what are you guys waiting for? Go. Read it ten times. Then get back to this uh, lovely episode. Bye. Speaking of seeds, can I do my thing? Yeah, I need I needed a beer. Good, you go because <laughs> this this is important. Be right back. This this is really important. I read Apollo's song by mm. the, the the master Osamu Tezuka. Tezuka. Yes, published by Vertical Incorporated, five hundred and forty-one pages. Oh my God! Oof. It's uh, cover designed by the awesome Chip Kid, 
who should really think of, who should really think about putting another P in chip to kind of get that balance going. Well, to be at Emerald City Ex- Comic Con, by the to way. To be extra cool. No, but I mean, and before I get into this, please excuse some of my uh, text is a little flowery, but this is important. Did so. you use your thesaurus? No, I, I speak like this. I just don't speak like this on the podcast. Uh, here we go. It's Have you any of you read it? Jason, you like Tezuka. Have you read it? I It's sitting on my shelf, but I have not read it. Oh, my God. It's awesome. And And... and that's lowbrow. It is. It's unbelievably good. Uh, he takes Tezuka takes on the role of a psychotropic agent. He spreads the mind and the emotional state of this extremely troubled lad named uh, Shogo Chikashi. Uh, let me get that right. Chikaishi. Chikaishi. Uh, the kid was an unanticipated result of his barmaid mother's whorish ways. She yes, she likes to sleep around, uh, and the emotionally neglected. Kid was physically and mentally abused by the woman after he became old enough to inquire about this endless parade of new daddies that walked into and out of his life. She would hop into bed with anyone that gave her attention. And as a result, the boy has, um, shall we say, issues with intimacy and love. He becomes extremely violent in the presence of any type of affection between the sexes. Animals being the unfortunate targets of his rage. Uh, it's pretty brutal in the beginning. And you don't expect that brutality coming from Tezuka because the drawing style, at least as far as the characters, is very almost lighthearted, very, I don't want to say cartoony, but unfettered. Very basic cartooning style for the, for the characters. And to see this Shogo child killing animals, torturing and destroying them in the midst of a tender embrace or separating them and then torturing one member of the couple while the other animal watches, the kid has a problem, okay? And because of these sadistic tendencies, Shogo is institutionalized under the care of Dr. Inoki, who attempts to use electroshock therapy and hypnotism to uncover the root of the boy's problems. And through these various sessions... Tezuka inserts alternate realities into the larger narrative. It's really cool how he does this. They're extended tales and decent-sized graphic novels all by themselves. Uh, the doctor subjects Shogo to electroshock therapy, and he blanks out during the process and becomes a German soldier during World War II. <laughs> he, he's a guard on a train transporting Jews to the prison camps where, where he encounters... Wow. Yeah, it's there's nothing lighthearted about this book. Where, where he encounters a young girl named Elise, uh, who, because of her beauty and, and his attraction to her, he attempts to set her free. Now, this is a German guard attempting to set a Jewish girl free on the way to the... That's unheard of. Uh, but the girl rejects his offer uh, because she doesn't want to leave her parents. She loves her parents. She's so emotionally attached to, to the couple that it just baffles Shogo. And let's just say that that story doesn't end well. But none of them do. Why? Because for his crimes against nature, a mysterious goddess has cursed the boy to embark on an endless cycle of death and rebirth wherein he'll fall in love only to have the object of his affection taken from him at the last moment. There's at least four stories. One of them is as long as 200 plus pages wherein, wherein he'll be introduced into this sort of reality and he'll meet someone and reluctantly 
the ice starts to melt and he'll get attached to them only to have them taken away. And and you're thinking, so well, what, what does Apollo uh, in the title, what does Apollo have to do with this? The mythology of the Olympian god is central to the story. Apollo, among other things, was the god of truth, uh, like symbolized by the sun and its revealing light, and healing and the arts, which is really neat because if you know your Tezuka uh, facts, as Jason does, Tezuka was a doctor as well as an artist. Absolutely. So yeah. it's really cool that he, he would focus on Apollo. But uh, he highlights a single event from the mythology of Apollo and sculpts the story of Shogo around it. Do you remember when Apollo became entranced by the beauty of uh, Daphne, the daughter of the river god? And he scared the shit out of her, and she wanted nothing to do with him. But um, he continued to pursue her, and she prayed to her father, like, help me out. Th- do something. This guy, he's going to, God knows what he's going to do to me. And to keep Apollo from getting his daughter, Peneus, her father, turned her into a laurel tree. And that's why Apollo had the wreath of laurel around his head, was because he didn't want to forget about the beautiful Daphne, so he had her with him wherever he went. So, And that's, that's the, the story of Shogo, too. During crucial scenes in the book, Tezuka will put a single panel image of the sun in it to, to like say, you know, this is still tied to mythology. And yeah, it, it's, it's uh, conceptually dense because you know you're in high concept territory when a 500 page work begins with millions of buck naked chalk white men with tails racing <laughs> listen racing to be the first to reach their waiting goddess i mean obviously it's a conceptual take on human reproduction right but and the book is littered with similar things uh, like jack kirby tezuka is fearless in pursuit of that narrative he throws so much stuff into this book and heedless to the reaction from the reader like you got to admit a lot of the stuff jack threw around was pretty laughable but he made it work in 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 pursuit of that that overall story and that's what tezuka does i mean there's one section where uh shogo is born into this um time i think it's 2030 where these synthesized human beings have taken over and humans are outlaws and to be human is to be, you know, shunned and cast out because you have emotions, which is entirely appropriate for this kid who has been hiding his emotions for so long. But he falls in love with this robot chick. He 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 breaks that that barrier that was hel- keeping him back from actually feeling something from for someone. And not only does he, you know, love somebody, he loves a robot. It's insane. Be- and. It goes on and on, and there's this, like I said, this endless cycle of Shogo being reborn. And I got to say, if you've read your Tezuka, this is not typical. I mean, it's mm-hmm. su- it's surprisingly... It sound typical, yeah. No, it's surprisingly downbeat and really pessimistic. It does not end well. So, I mean, if you're you're in the mood for a feel-good story, Apollo's uh, song is not, not the book for you. Now, did you know a lot of this going into it, or were you surprised by the fact that it was different? No, I, I knew that it was one of his more atypical works, but mm-hmm. I, I was not expecting to see... I mean, there's dismemberment, there's mutilation in it, there's a lot of nudity. There's animals being uh, killed and tortured, and then you got the Jewish thing with the the World War II. There's there's a lot of cloning, and, and the clones are dispatched... In, in just brutal fashion. Um, mm. and like I said, and it shocks you because it's drawn so, uh, and I hate to use this word, it's drawn so cute. I mean, mm-hmm. Tezuka's characters are cute. They, they, they really are. But I, I will say that 
there's there's a point in the book where uh, he reserves that economy of line for the characters, but when he's dealing with nature and architecture, he goes hog wild. I mean, meticulously rendering every fold and every piece, every brick and every crevice in a mountain, it, 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 the leaves on the trees. I mean, it's in, impeccable. But he seemed to pull back for the characters, like he knew that these are these are these are the stage performers, and you know the stage could be nice and pretty, but we don't want to distract from who the story is really about. You know, it's it's unbelievable. It's and it's it's heartbreaking and sad and and like Jack Kirby again. I always compare the two because they're very similar. It's not just about this kid's emotional problems and the way he was raised. It's about pollution and cloning and um, intimacy and prostitution and uh, child abuse. There's a lot of things going on in here. Uh, you'd say like 500 and some pages. Yeah, he's got a lot of room to stretch out. It's it's unbelievable. I'd, I'll call it a masterpiece, but at the risk of being scoffed at, it is a veritable masterpiece. You have to read it. And I know I say that about everything I talk about because I'm I'm happy. Well, it's, you're it's, also usually it, right, though. I know. It's great. And and but, and but it'll make you think that there are things in here. Why can't a synthetic human being be treated with the same care and respect as, well, I mean, we don't know because there's none exist. But, I mean, if they did, uh, why can't that? consciousness or whatever inhabits that body be treated with the same respect as a human being and why are we so quick to the bad emotions in life like irrationality and rage and and bloodthirstiness that comes real easy but yet we need someone to remind us to be uh caring and compassionate and uh, just to treat others why do we need to be told the stuff that should be second nature yet the bad stuff is like instinct boom that's pretty much what this book is about. It's awesome. It, it it sounds good, and and I was listening. I did go get a beer, but I had. To I listen. knew you were. Um, and it does sound interesting. We had mentioned in Pluto the um, the robot. Um, what is a soul? What yep. is life? It, do you think that that theme gets gets run over too much? In manga, and and I and, and it's real. You know, what I need to do is kind of turn around and look at Western style comics and look at the very, uh, uh, very popular themes that you know, especially in superhero comics that that get you know just churned over and over and over again. Right. And I probably don't notice it because I'm 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 kind of immersed in it. But it seems like I, I pick up a lot of manga or will um, watch different anime, and mm-hmm. that theme comes up. Over and yep. over well, and over and over again. I mean, I, I have a thought on it, and again, keeping in mind that I have not read a lot of manga, so I. But I will say that I suspect you may be right, Chris. But at the same time, I think that the reason for that is is it's somewhat a self fulfilling prophecy in the way you're asking the question. That I mean, Tezuka is the father of manga. I mean, so okay. he, you know, he he's the Walt Disney of. Japanese animation, so you know, quite literally. In fact, Disney, Walt Disney, can you know considers him a a uh, inspiration. So, so like I guess like the point is is if it's a, it's a theme that was important to Tezuka and it was in, in his work inherently. I think it's going to um, be recurring in a lot of people's works sure. that were you know what I mean. Like just like well, a lot I mean, of the Disney themes recur. So I, I mean, that, I think, no, and, no. and another thing I see is is in Japanese culture. I mean now you know since you know post World War Two. I guess yeah. um, very tied to technology. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, at the risk of 
borderline racial profiling, the Japanese have always been enamored of technology. I mean, since its its oh, inception. Sure. And if if you look now, look at the advancements in artificial intelligence and robotics. That's it's all coming from Japan. How many times have you seen the video of the Japanese girl, and then whoever posted it on their blog leaves it to the end to say, "Oh, and by the way, that's a robot." Because yeah. because they've got it to the point where, in a lot of cases, you can't tell. And you're right; it's very widespread in manga that that whole question of the the artificial quote intelligence is it comparable to humanity? And uh, we can't. Uh, it's something that we need to be concerned with because it's only right. getting more advanced every day. Sure. And, and, and you know, grappling always grappling with the with the destructive. Uh, possibilities of of technology and you know i guess you just think about it is well you know they they are the only company or the company they are the only country that's had that's had a uh a, an atomic bomb dropped on them so i was going to make that, that point yeah. I, yeah, yeah i think that that is uh it, that is not coincidental right i mean i think that uh, if you think about their their history and then and then also the the way they came out of that as being, for a time, the technological innovators uh, mm-hmm. of the world. You know, they, they've since given that, that that up in many ways. But, but you know, obviously coming out of World War II and then obviously when Japan was the booming economy of the world, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's one of the slowest now, but but uh, was all for that, you know, for technology. They, they were innovators yeah. there, so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how, how, how much stock you put into the past life stuff, but... I would not be entirely surprised when all is said and done to learn that I have some Japanese in my back, in my, my blood. Cause I am just so fascinated with that culture. I always have been ever since, mm-hmm. ever since I can remember. Uh, I've always just gravitated towards that, their, their comics, their, their movies, mm-hmm. their television shows, just, uh, the, the, their mannerisms. It's, I just, it, it amazes me. I got to go to Tokyo one of these days. Oh, for sure, to. Vince. We'll go together, buddy. We'll go yeah. together because, uh, dude, my one of my best friends growing up was a, was a kid named Makio Watanabe. His really? father was his father was Japanese. His mother was was uh, was was Dutch, and it was the coolest thing ever, dude. Because you know we all were you know little kids. You're into every kind of toy, and it was always baffling to me because he had way Lovins. cooler. Way cooler Legos than any of us had because they would always go to Legoland in Europe and, and actually get, you know, the real Lego plant and get Legos that, like, we could never have here. And he always had the most badass Transformers and oh, Robotech yeah. and, and shit. And I, I, we'd go over his house and he'd have, like, all the shit that his grandparents had sent him from Japan and stuff. And we'd be like, what is that? You know, and it would be bananas. And it would just be, like, so – and it just made us think that Japan was the coolest place on the in on the earth, you know, because they well, had it the is. most badass – but that was back – I mean that was you know twenty five thirty years ago you know I mean yeah. uh, well, there, there was I mean you're also talking about th- that was the huge like ninja craze and and I mean there was a there was a major Japan craze in this country about that time yeah yeah for sure I mean but yeah. for for me it was all the robots I mean they had oh, they yeah. had all because I mean, you know and obviously we got some of that we got that. Here in, in versions like Star Blazers and then Voltron and stuff, but I mean, he had all those, you know, those combination robots and stuff before we had Transformers and stuff, and it was just so astounding oh. that you had these toys that could combine into other toys. It was just, oh, so great. <laughs> I bet you he had the Diaclone robots. Those things go for Oh, I tell you, Makio, if you're listening, dude, give me a shout out because I was thinking about you the other day. <laughs> nice. This is your life, Jason Wood. I know, right? Yeah. It's cool, though. All right, I'm, I'm done. So there you go. See, that wasn't so bad. That was good. That was awesome. David, it's your turn, buddy. It, the, yes. the, the, dulcet turn, to, the dulcet tones of David A. Press must be heard. Yeah. Why? Because, dude. Because people love you. 
Yeah. The in, the internets demand it. <laughs> oh, uh, Chris, huh? Julius Peppers met with the Bears today. Did, oh boy! Did did he meet or did he sign with the Bears? You guys, you're you're having your danger of pissing sorry, off Dave, sorry, David D. David D is going to be sending you the the bitch slap. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> Bring it on! Bring it on! <laughs> oh, how, how do you pronounce his name? Del, Del Alonso? No, I just say D. Period. <laughs> it's Del Alonso. No, no, that's Jamie. That's Jamie's. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Damn. I don't know David D's last name. Yeah. D. That's all I need to know. Like D. Like who was, a, who, was, who was a good man, but needs a little sport in his life. No. No. Yep. No, we don't. No one you know needs sport. <laughs> you know his wife produced that dinosaur documentary that came out last week about dinosaurs no fucking? shit. Really? Yeah. I yeah. saw that. Did you see how big the dicks were on some of those things? Yeah, that was his wife. Oh, made my God. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I hope David D's hung like a dinosaur because she's got great Somebody might be feeling inadequate. Tyrannosaurus <laughs> sex, you know what I'm saying? Freaking sperm whale could feel inadequate. Yeah. Those things were huge, like 12 feet long. That's a dick. That's a dick. Diplococcus and stuff. I know. Diplococcus. All right. We're, we're, cutting, <laughs> we're cutting into David's time. Oh, Sorry. Oh, no, man. This is, <laughs> this is why people listen, right? Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine a 12 foot dick. <laughs> Look at a blue whale, dude. I'd be in jail because I'd show it to everyone. Grandmas, <laughs> you know, secretaries, I wouldn't <laughs> care. Ain't it pretty? Go ahead. I'm sorry, David. Kiss it, kiss it. No. No, see, then. <laughs> and it just went. Vince would be in it. <laughs> He'd wrap it around. I'd be like Indiana you. friggin' Jones with the whip. <laughs> All right, enough, enough. Sorry. Scarf. <laughs> We're fucking with Chris's puritanical... Uh, no, oh, yeah. I want to. I, I like I'm everyone waiting. else out there wants to know what David is thinking I'm waiting, about. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for Chris to go. Ew, yeah, ew, uh, ew. I love that. Ew. Uh, so okay, so I'm 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 at the hospital and I'm reading a few things today, and and uh, I did finish first volume, first hardcover volume of Bean World. Nice. And uh, and it's but, been so long since I've visited these characters because I don't. I don't think I ever actually owned any issues, but I have read a story or two. Um, Can we get a hoka hoka hey? <laughs> hoka hoka dunkling. There you go. The uh, the it, I'm not going to talk about that now. But uh, after oh. I finished that and and uh, and I started, thanks to uh, Mr. Derek Howard, uh, Heartbreak Soup, the uh, Eleven Rocket story. I, I started oh. reading that. Uh, which is another, it was like, you know, an 80s flashback for me. It's like, oh shit, Amazing Heroes all over again. It's, uh, it was just, um, and that, that, that Love and Rockets is another series that I, I checked out maybe from time to time. I flipped through and I, I saw preview pages in, in the Fantagraphics magazines, but I, I, again, nothing I have any actual issues from. So, so there's so much that I have to read as far as, you know, I, I, no bones about it, and I still am to this day. I, I'm a mainstream guy, but I, I love checking out what, what every publisher is putting out there, but there are just, there are holes I have in my collection, and, and now I can finally fill or, or refill. Um, but the, the one thing I, I read straight through was, uh, I believe published in, almost 10 years ago, 2002, uh, written, Drawn by Darwin Cook, colored by Matt mm. Hollingsworth, Catwoman, Selena's Big Score. Nice. Oh, so good. Nice. I almost bought that the other day, and I didn't. It is awesome. It, it is great. You need to get it, Jason. There's, there's, a, uh, there's a character in here called Stark who is, is very reminiscent to a character who we're familiar with from Darwin Cook now, Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, 
and it's it's a you know if if I have to nitpick the and I have to the uh, <laughs> I think I think I think the what 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 really what stops this from being a a timeless story something that could have been told at any time in any Catwoman era. Um, there was a mention of email and it just, that, that kind of just, oh, it, yeah, it, it right, really just kind of right. kicked me. Cause it's like, cause Catwoman asked Stark if he has an email address and he's like, what the hell's email? And it's just like, it's like, really? It's like everything, the cars and, and the clothes and everything, the, the architecture, everything is just, it's so, it's, it, it's got, I mean, it's, it's Darwin Cook. So it has such a fifties and sixties yeah. feel to it. Yeah. What, why, and, why, why go out of your way to, 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 Throw in a modern reference. And exactly. I, well, same, I, I could tell you why I think he did me, it. So he did it to show that um, Stark was a product of his time. Absolutely, I, I and and that works. Did yeah. David? Did you mention who wrote it? Darwin Cook wrote it. This 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 is not from the Ed Brubaker run. Story, it's it's no story and art is Darwin Cook at the end yep. of the book before the pinups. Selena's big score was an idea that occurred to me, this is written by Darwin, during the development of the ongoing Catwoman series. It seemed like the perfect story for both myself and Selena to get together over. The only problem was I'd built the story that predated my redesign of Catwoman's new look. So this is, I'd also like to take a second here to thank Ed Baker, my partner in crime on the Catwoman uh, Monthly. So this is its own story. This isn't a collection uh, of Catwoman. Why did I always think... I used to. I used to because I, I always associated when I when I when I see Darwin Cook and Catwoman, I just even though I never read any of it, I, I associate mm-hmm. Ed Brubaker with it. And and I was pleasantly Yeah, I mean, for sure. Not that there's anything wrong with Ed Brubaker, but I was You're I was surprised yeah. that it that, that this was just a solo Darwin Cook series or, huh. or story. Yeah. Um, you are absolutely right. I was uh I was lucky enough uh went to WonderCon uh, a couple years ago. And was lucky enough to uh, uh, pick up the uh, the hardcover uh, uh, Batman Ego and other tales, which Selena's big score is in that, mm-hmm. and and yeah. got it signed by uh, by Darwin and uh, Tim Sale, who also did. Oh, okay, in it. right, nice. So, the uh, it's it's a great story. It's uh, like I said, it it it's fitting for just about any era that 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 Catwoman is part of. It's it's uh, you know it. Starts off in Morocco. You have Gotham City. You have Vegas. Um, you have Canadians, and not the good Canadians. And and it's just there is just the characters in here. They all have a life, and and they all come to life. They they, they feel real. Um, I mean, there's there's a panel or two of Selena in her Catwoman costume. There's there's a uh, there's a panel of maybe not so much Batman, but but his his chest. You know, the bat emblem. So you you. Even if you're not familiar, I don't know why you wouldn't be. But if if you have no idea who the hell Selena Kyle is, it's it's just it's a, it is a Selena Kyle story. It, it really oh, yeah. has it has so it, almost nothing to do with Catwoman except some of the backstory between Selena and Stark. It's a it's and a it's a heist story. It really yeah it really yeah. is. I mean if 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 you like you know things like 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 the Italian Job or, or Payback or or. Uh, Point blank, or just you know, any if, if you like those stories, and I mean, and and Darwin seems to excel in things like that, and and it, you can definitely tell it's a Darwin Cook book. I mean, I haven't read I read the New Frontier, I read the Spirit, I, I haven't read everything Darwin Cook has has written. You can never mistake his uh, 
his his art. I mean, it definitely yeah. feels like a Darwin Cook book throughout. Uh, yeah, well, you're, looks- you you you've done mention most of it because as, as great as he is, I mean, he he hasn't had a really prolific comics career. Right. After this, well, book, he really that. doesn't need to because uh, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty is, much is, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I I know some people were kind of down on on. The spirit relaunch. I, I don't think every story uh, was golden, uh, but I mean, New Frontier. Awesome. Fin- oh no, yeah, no, it was beautiful. And there are just some things that I just didn't didn't click with me, and mm-hmm. um, and I I, I just what. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, as far as like you know, New Frontier is is absolutely fantastic. Probably one of my favorite DC works ever. My favorite ever for sure. Part, yeah. Yep. Parker yep. kicks ass, and that—that—that's simply an adaptation. And I, there's just—you're right—he hasn't written a whole lot. I mean, he hasn't—he doesn't have—you know—he's been working for over a decade now. But I mean, it's not like you could probably use both hands and name everything he's done. Yeah, he—he's—he's he's almost like Alex Ross in that he's not—not—not not, not in style at, at all. Right. But I mean, you can. You can almost count on you know on two hands everything that you know that they've that they've you know done as far as a body of work. I mean they they've actually both done you know a lot of covers and that kind of stuff. But you know Alex Ross doesn't do a, a ton of of sequential stuff. But yeah, you know Darwin's kind of the same way. Everything he's done has been awesome. But uh, he's yeah he's not super prolific. But you right. know it comes out in big chunks. You know it's like you know New Frontier. I think he's working on the on the Parker stuff is going right. to take up a lot of his time. You might you know see an occasional like he did with the uh, uh, the Jonah Hex the just the right. you know that that kind of stuff. But yeah. yeah he's he's my guy. I I love love Cook's work. You know what I like best about it? It looks like it was inked with. A brush he's been carrying around in his back pocket for like ten years. The tip is all split, especially and, and with it, those fingers and hands. Yes. Yeah, and it, it's like it's like his his favorite brush, his his <laughs> companion, and it, he knows how to use it, even though it's not in pristine condition. Like especially the the train sequence, it's got that Alex Toth like ballsy. Mm-hmm. I'm putting the blacks wherever I want to put the blacks. And the panels and, are and, huge. In yeah, that and the part where she falls off, and the you know you get the the grit and the the grimace on her face. Oh, yeah. this, the, I'm not, you know, I'm, I, this may be a surprise, but I'm not the biggest DC aficionado. This book is freaking perfect. It really. It's, I, it's, I can't. I can't find another. Others are fantastic. Oh yeah. Yep. And then. Wow, you, this you, book is perfect. That is quite the endorsement. No, it is. And then you get yeah. you get a, a pinup section in the back with. Oh my God. Mignola, Allred, yep. Nolan, Hughes, uh, yes. Jaime Lord Hernandez. Yeah, and Steranko. Jesus, what what the hell more do you need? Jaime Hernandez drawn Selena. Jeez. Now, uh, now the the book. This is uh, is this Selena's big score. The trade. Yes. Yeah, the hardcover. Well, I I have the softcover, but yeah. Okay, because I've got it. I've got it in uh, in Batman Ego, which is one of my favorite one of my favorite collections. I mean, it's it's what like ninety six. Not even ninety. No, it's not even because I mean the whole book might be ninety six pages. The 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 main story looks like it ends on on page. It's four issues. It was, it was, yeah, it's like four and, issues. And it looks like it was originally formatted for single issues because um, you could tell by the spreads mm-hmm. that uh, it may have been intended for uh, regular periodicals, bef- you know, but they just went right to hardcover. And, yes, and yeah, rightly I so. Yeah, because I, it, I, I, it's, I have a tendency to, um, to do that when, when, it, when I look at a collection and it's not, it's not broken up by like Marvel will occasionally 
break up their collections and, and, and you'll have the covers. So you see, you'll know when the next issue begins. DC has a tendency to put the covers at the end of the book. Um, yeah. when I, when at, I was no. flipping through this, I, um, I did do a slight page count because you have the first book and that's only like, I think maybe 19 pages, but then book two is, is like over 22, maybe almost 29 pages. And then, and then, and Slam Bradley's in this thing. Yeah. Then you get to, yeah. um, you get to Slam story and, and, and it's a shorter segment and, and then book four is, is the score. And, and that, even that goes by, that goes by real quick. I mean, talk about, yeah, it, it takes place on a train. Things are moving quickly. It, it, I took my time, but it still went by way too quick. I mean, I, I, I remember, you know, we talked or I talked about last week with the, um, with, with Azarello and, and Noto and, and the fight scene between Doc Savage and Batman and how, how I know, you know, we're we're looking at the panels and the layout and, and and the sequence and and why it is the way it is, but that just that didn't move as fast as as the train scene in in Selena's big score. Yeah. Uh, how she, about how about the panel where she meets uh, Slam for the first time and she's sitting on the desk? Oh yeah, and, and no, and half of her face is in shadow and she's got the legs crossed and he's probably mm-hmm. thinking, I know what I want to do with that desk right now. Uh huh. You know? <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It is. It, it, you need to get it, check it out. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm, um, I think I need it's to one of those, changes. it's um, one of those books that belongs in every comic aficionado's library. Yeah. It yeah. really does. It, it really, does. I'm, I'm going to make a change to my, uh, to my 11 o'clock Amazon store and add this to it because it, you need nice. to, you need to get it. Dude, gotcha. I just tried to check it's out of stock on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, How about uh, Ego? Yeah, get did. Ego. Yeah, get Batman Ego. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, because you get some better, you get more stuff in that. Some right. great Tim Sale work, and um, gosh, there's a bunch of bunch of great stories in there. And, 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 and I, I just wrote down in the eleven o'clock notebook that David talked about Catwoman, Selena's big score, because I don't want to nice. have what happened last week happen again. Forget to mention one thing David talked about. <laughs> I forgot some shit. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Cliff in Raleigh, North Carolina. Just calling with two thank yous. Um, the first to Chris for giving me all sorts of helpful information about visiting Chicago with my wife. Uh, thanks so much for that, Chris. Also, I wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to Vince and Mr. Wood for their descriptions of Aphrodisiac. Um, after hearing the podcast, I did a quick Google search and found out that the author, Mr. Rugg, was going to be in Chapel Hill, and he was doing a book signing there at Chapel Hill Comics. So I swung by, got to talk to him for a little while, um, picked up the book, and got a cool sketch, and um, just really enjoyed it, and looking forward to reading it. Um, so thanks a lot, guys, and thanks for the podcast. You're doing a great job. Thanks. Bye. Oh, a, a, another thing that, that happened last week that I don't want to happen this week uh-huh. Is is since David kind of poo pooed the first wave, the, the uh. little, little preview issue. I just got the the first issue of first wave. I am the, getting the first issue. It looks amazing. Of course, it looks amazing. It's Rags Morales. I was, you know, I, I didn't know <laughs> if it was going to be. I didn't know if it was going to be the match for those characters, 
but uh but looking at it um because i you know they've been running the they've been running the preview in every dc book not that you guys would know they've been running the the preview in every dc books that they've published for the last two months and um um looking at, at at unfinished pencils is a little bit a lot different than looking at finished art but this looks absolutely gorgeous i'll tell you what uh, moose bauman is doing mm-hmm. the coloring in it nice. and it is gorgeous the the yeah. color the coloring in this is is amazing looking but uh yeah just uh i i was flipping flipping through it and i, I think people will be very very happy um from the way and, and, and you know azarillo is going to write a great story so anyone that, that uh who did the cover jg jones did one of them yeah i think oh and neil adams did the variant mm-hmm. okay the, I saw the Jones cover. I thought it was an Earl Norum from across the, yeah, the shop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all yeah. pulpy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, nice, uh, nice but so anyone that was scared off by this, by David last week, check out yeah. the, check out the first issue. And, I uh, think, boy, I you, Rag's spirit pages look fantastic. I think our listeners know to think for themselves. No one, no one should ever <laughs> go by anything one of us says about anything. But if we team up, good. though, then you got to take that shit seriously. Yeah, word. Yeah. That's yeah, right. for show. <laughs> Speak for yourself. If I say to buy something, fucking buy it. Dude, <laughs> i got to give one quick shout-out to, uh, speaking of colors, and I know Chris will be gushing about this. Dude, <laughs> Alex Sinclair deserves mad, crazy freaking props for uh, Blackest Night uh, number seven. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Because that book without those without those colors, it just wouldn't have been the same. I mean, it was just a lot going on. <laughs> oh, but it was gorgeous. I mean, it, and it was all the color. I mean, well, I shouldn't say it was. Yeah. It was not all the color. I mean, obviously, uh, 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 you know, uh, certainly Yvonne and, uh, and and Eau Claire Albert did their shit too. But I mean, those colors were just ridiculously breathtaking, yeah. and it really made the book. So, well, uh, it's one mad, of those props to the colors. Yeah. You throw you throw that many that many characters mm-hmm. in so many panels, yeah. and they're all you know different colors. The the mm-hmm. colors is is working overtime. I mean that that's oh a, yeah, but I mean but also the use of white and it not yeah. being just just obtrusive was mm-hmm. was impressive because that I was wondering how they would do that and that that double page spread was you know I mean it's when you have an, basically a two page all white page you, it could be kind of lost but but somehow he made it work. In a very effective way, and that's that's a hard thing to do. How how'd you like the how'd you like the issue? Oh, I loved it to death. Cool. Now, to be fair, I knew it was coming because you and I had talked a long time ago about yeah. that. But but uh, it was badass. It was uh, it was great. It's a great what? event. It really is. We're all, huh? <laughs> you do. What what? I think what? you hit the, the I think you hit the mute button there, buddy. No, I'm you, no, I'm fine. Oh, you, I, did you say we're we're ready for a resolution? I I, yeah, I, I, I heard I Rome. I heard I, Rome. I said we're almost there, and then I started cutting out. I guess, uh, oh. yeah, I'm I'm ready for the resolution. I'm I'm ready for it to wrap up. I'm ready to see the end. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been fun. Cool. Yeah, no doubt. Nothing makes me happier than when Chris is happy. I am happy the, 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 when he reads his comics and he loves them. That's good. That's good stuff. Absolutely. I didn't read it. I also didn't buy it because I'm no fool. I'm waiting for the hardcover, uh, collected edition. Anyone get a, a peek at uh, Cho's? What is it called? New Ultimates. Yeah, Ultimate? so it's a preview a peek of it. Yeah. Oh my is it, good is it the, is it the ultimate, the ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's fool me once. It, no, you got it's, Cho, Lionel, you, and yeah. Art Adams doing these books. I mean, if if Marvel was ever trying to get the Ultimate Universe to matter, they they got the right artist doing it. 
But did you see the fold-out cover? It doesn't fold out once. It folds out like five times. It's a big-ass, huge cover. And anybody who has seen the book knows the panel I'm talking about. I'm not going to spill any beans. But someone from the underworld says something to someone else. I would love to jump into that panel. Oh, the, Joe is a bastard. The way that man draws, self-taught too. And I know. Oh, good lord! It's bol- any any likes the uh, adult entertainment. Well, yeah, you, that's part of why this panel is so nice. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm so gun shy of reading any Ultimate titles now because. Wait, that, wait, time out. You, time out. I thought what? Ultimatum was the best event book of 2009. No, just the first issue was. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was ultimate. It wasn't ultimatum. It was ultimate, uh, ultimate origins. origins. Yeah, I really liked the first issue of Ultimate yeah, Origins. The, the, fo- the fourth issue of Ultimate Origins was the last Ultimate book that that I read, and from what I hear, the rest of the universe went down the toilet with it. So I'm real apprehensive to. to read any yeah. ultimate story. You well, know, that's hey, funny because... It, the ultimate universe is a big part of what brought me back into mm-hmm. comics full force. And I enjoyed it for a long... Hell, I, I like I liked ultimate FF and ultimate X-Men. I, I really enjoyed the entire ultimate line. But man, it just... It was, it turned into a big vortex of shit at, at the well, end. Well, I mean, that's why I think they're doing kind of a clean reboot. But I will say that uh, it's funny because <laughs> it seems like most people are really, really digging the redo of Ultimate Spider-Man. And yeah, me, I don't see it. It's the one. It's the one of all the books that are coming out that I have no interest in. Oh, high five! I'm with you. I just don't get it. <laughs> and I picked up the first like six issues on the cheap at Wild Pig. For a fifty cents a piece, figuring I'll give them a try that way. What's the downside? Mm-hmm. Read the first two, the other four were followed away. I got, I mean, I, I it, it seems like it's just what I read ten years ago. I, I don't, <laughs> only with artwork that isn't as good. I don't know, it just oh, I think he's very good. What's his name? Um, Lafuente. Lafuente. I think Lafuente is very good, but it's just uh, I know he's very much well liked by a lot of people, but he's not my cup of tea. Okay, cool. Something about you're right. It is. A lot of been there, done that, and it's just I don't know. It's kind of flat. There's no, there's no. Yeah. Well, no I mean, I mean, that was Ultimate Spider-Man. It was been there, done that, but it was a new twist to it, and so it's kind of hard to do done. You know, been there, done that twice. Right. You know, it's okay. Now we've you've know, been there, done there. You know, but n- no, seriously, times. David, what's the name of it? Is it New Ultimates Number One? What's it called? It was, uh, oh, crap. Oh, you should know. What? Yeah, I'm taking that Marvel Marching Society membership card away from you. Yeah. All right, well, just don't take my Foom membership card. No, no, right. no is, the, is this Miller and Hitch? No, no. it's Lo- Loeb and Cho. This is good. This is good. What? Loeb and um, Jeff, Jeff Loeb and Frank Cho. Oh, it's on, all, an ulti- on an ultimate? Uh, it was, yeah, ultimate new yeah. ultimate. Ultimate comic. Jeff Loeb does not get to write the ultimates. Again, for me, there's oh. well, no, no. I, I can understand. Did you read Ultimate Three? Ultimate Ultimate Three was was. was Did you read Ultimate Three? No, I skipped it. I skipped it because of the artist. Yeah, the uh, that wasn't exactly Joe Mad's best work ever. Right. But I mean, not only did Ultimate <laughs> Comics New again. Ultimates Number One come out today, but so did Ultimate Comics Avengers Number Five. Ah, uh, no, that right. That's not what I'm. I'm talking about Ultimate the New Comics. Ultimates. Yes, gorgeous. Oh, breathtaking art. Breathtaking. I mean, could it be anything else with Frank Cho? Come on. I love Frank Cho. Frank Cho oh, you got to see this. There's, I mean, cleavage Sorry. per panel is very high. Yeah, Thor looks good. 
Tigra's in it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a, a female Thor, or is that Valkyrie? I think it's a female Thor. It's pretty cool. You got her. It, it's 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 whore. It, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> poor poor Thor gets the the shit kicked out of his name, doesn't he? Chlor. Yeah, Thor. Oh, sorry, Dave. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. Chlor is now named Ragnarok. Yeah. Right. But it was originally the fan named it Chlor. So yeah. we uh, we do count a little bit. A little bit? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was so, a good, so. day. good day for books today. It was a small week. A thankfully small week because after last week, I like a little bit of a break. Oh, dude, this month, though, it's going to be a yeah. shit ton of books to order. Oh, you mean upcoming? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, see, I, see. Thankfully, the Blackest Night stuff is not a concern. So, no, that's a I'm not lot even of books. About that. I'm not even talking about that. Man, I couldn't find the usual amount. I had, I was throwing what? stuff in. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Godland Celestial <laughs> Edition what? number two. Stop I have the si- I have, I have the singles. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy. I need that. Well, the rest of us need it. Yeah. Because we were, remember, we were <laughs> talking about where they put it. That was a book club yeah. book. Celestial yeah. Edition number two coming out. Fucking Matt Kent's Revolver is coming out. Yeah, absolute, that's on, that's uh, on the list. Absolute uh, All Star, All Star Superman. Yep, I have the singles. Love it. Need it. Yeah, I have the singles of that. I don't. I don't need that. Love it. <laughs> but uh, oh, Marvel's uh, got about w- thirty-two issues coming out that I can barely determine if they matter at all. But I'm thinking they don't matter. <laughs> like they've got like yeah, uh, Heroic Age. Pre, like they've got like all these oh. little like mini like uh, it, it, there's a lot of filler. Marvel's yeah. got a lot of filler this month. I'm and I'll tell avoid- you, if you want to avoid spoilers, do not look through that uh, freebie that was released today because um, I, I don't care that that free thing that they they're sending out. Uh, Marvel previews? No, no, no. It's a, it's it's this. It's the a saga book. That was the one about the. Uh, yeah, the second coming, but I don't know what came out today. Uh, but there's there's a spoiler in that for the Hulk books. It's uh, not okay. big, but yeah. it's it's a spoiler. I mean, you know. Now I on. now I know what it's named. Somebody. Yeah. Smashes. Thank you. No, no. But I mean, I didn't admit though. The Hulk out Wolverine looks pretty badass. He looks like the uh, Sam Sam Keith Max. Nice. I didn't see that. See, uh, it's okay. What are you going to do? But I wanted to say, I was going through my DCBS box, and I ordered that Aladdin book from Radical. Really? Yes, because they said that my man, uh, Stephen Sajic, was going to be doing the art. Oh, okay. They said uh, yeah, a, li- a little bit. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. not. Oh, suck a duck. Radical's got right. some issues right now. And, and, yeah, and I, ordered, I ordered all three of the issues because Yikes. they're smart. They're breaking them up into three-issue series because, again, with the previews dynamic and how it works for advanced mm-hmm. ordering, you pay for That's all right. three before yeah. you see the first. And, yeah. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not Sedgwick. That's what I wanted. I wanted Sedgwick. How about our man I'm Alan Movug and Davis, though, being back? Yeah, Dude, that's nice. That's, that's nice. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't know if I can, uh, that might not make it for me to wait for the collection. I might be one of those minis where, no, I gotta get it. Yep. 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 Yeah, I'm pull, I'm pulling back personally. I'm, I'm, I'm weeding the singles down to just the essentials. Yep. Uh, this month actually is, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Vince. Uh, there's so much filler for Marvel, like so much stuff that I, it's really, it may be great, but it may suck. Like it may be just really, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really, other than the core titles, I'm, I'm, I'm ending all my singles buying this month and I'm just going to let them come out in hardcover. I just, right. cause it, it, there's so much. I mean, I, 
if I were to buy singles this month for Marvel, I think it'd be a hun- like a hundred Marvel books by itself, like just on stuff. Wow. It's just oh, there, yeah, just, there's a lot. Yeah. I just know that a lot of the stuff is going to be stuff I'm going to be like, why did I buy this? So I'm just gonna I'm gonna let it sort of simmer and 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 get buzz and the stuff that's good. I'll I'll make note of and and buy the trades and and beyond that just peace out. Yeah. Well, you're I mean you're it's one event is ending and another one is starting so. Just too much, dude. Too much. Yeah, I, have, yeah. I have so many yeah. long boxes of unread stuff. It's just too much. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Um, he, go ahead. No, I got nothing. I was just going to keep it rolling, but you, I would rather you keep it rolling. Than no, I, I was just going to say um, um, we had the first wave come out today, which was some, some great pulp and you know pulp era um, heroes, um, which made me uh, remember Green Hornet. Green Hornet came out today as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, speaking about oversaturation, Dynamite's got like five Green Hornet books solicited this month. Yeah, but one that I want people to hopefully go and and check out because it is written by by one of my one of my best comic book um, buds, and that is that is Andy Parks, mm-hmm. who I think is you know he's obviously known as as being a fantastic anchor, but I think he's a real and a fantasy uh, aficionado and a, and a fantasy football aficionado and a purveyor of great hats. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think he's also a very underrated writer. Uh, if you've read Union Station or Capote in Kansas, uh, you know that Andy Andy can can write pretty pretty darn well. And you know Marvel fans, the um, uh, the Daredevil um, spe- what were those. They're that not was, angels, but the Daredevil special. No, it was, uh, yeah, the the Blood of the Tarantula special. That was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it was and, really good. You're right. Yeah. So Chris I mean, and, and, yeah, Chris Omni, but uh, mm. Andy is Andy can write really really well, and he is doing the Cato uh, miniseries. Nice. The, yep, yep. From the pages of Green Hornet, the the Cato series. Uh, Andy's writing that. Which uh, I hadn't realized, so uh, so go check that out. And the and the the first Green Hornet, uh, the Kevin Smith one, um, pretty good. It was actually different than I thought it was going to be. It's uh it's more of a modern twist on on Green Hornet. Um, it uh, it starts with the uh, the original Green Hornet that you know we watched in the TV shows, but then uh, um, then it moves it uh, to present present day. And uh, I actually I actually kind of liked it. It was pretty good. It's uh mm-hmm. you know with, Ke- with Kevin Smith books, it's really hard for me to read those. And and not hear Kevin Smith's voice when anyone talks. It's mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like what, you know, was, you hear, was you there potty? Yeah. Yeah. Was there potty humor in it? Uh, not not really. No, it, it stayed it stayed it stayed pretty um um pretty true mm-hmm. to 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 what it should. Um, respectful to the to the the legacy. Yeah, to to the legacy, but like I said, there's parts that that update it and bring it modern day and that's going to be real interesting to see what happens with that. You you really kind of have to to read it and, and check it out. I don't want to I don't want to give it away cuz it'll it'll spoil some things, but uh uh actually uh I think I'm I I think I'm in for at least the first the first arc here and I definitely want to uh, to check out Andy's uh, Kato series but uh, yeah it, it, it's really kind of funny because Kevin Smith used to be an instant huge buzz anytime he would uh, he would write a series and do you guys feel like maybe the buzz is, is kind of worn off a little bit um, I don't know well, if the buzz that's worn off or if it's Bullseye no, but, or Daredevil oh, Electra and, and, uh, and Batman yeah. Cacophony. No, wait, did, did you see the solicit for all, this? 
And Go ahead, David. So, David, why, why don't you start over again, and he'll have to edit all that out. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's that the buzz weren't because I still I see Kevin Smith's name and and I want to check it out, and and I probably will check this out. It, it's and I'll get it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's not a priority right now. Uh, the the buzz. I, I don't know if I can call it buzz or just you know the whole ultimate. Uh, did, did did he do? Daredevil and Electra. There, there was a Daredevil and Electra mini because I know I know Rucka wrote I think Ultimate Electra. Ultimate Electra, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then there was a um and and there was something else going on, but I well, think that that that's going yeah that's going back a ways. But I mean, he really did start to develop a a reputation of he, stuff was late and maybe well never yeah I mean Spider Man Black Hat Evil Batman uh, finally finished and, and but I mean but then then when he when he put stuff out. And, and gets out to the publishers early. You get something like you know Batman Cacophony, Cacophony which yeah. I makes my dick go up. It, it's just <gasps> it's not. It's it's. <gasps> I can't. That book was so so, so bad. The uh, so I mean, and I, and I haven't read the uh, the latest one he's doing with the Sinkevich covers. Is it widening? Gear, gear. Yeah, why, why, yeah. Gear, but, gear. But, but that's what I was going to say. Uh, for the solicit for the Green Hornet thing, they said all six issues are in. Yes, I'm yeah. sure they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't think there's a lateness problem with them anymore. Right. I just, I just yeah. need the shit to be good. Yeah. It's funny because I'm with David. I, 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 as my, I love Kevin Smith as a filmmaker. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I saw Clerks in the theater. I, I mean, I, I met him in Hobo. You know, we, I love the guy. I think his films are fantastic, but. I don't know what it is. It's just to me, whatever works on the films does not work on on the comic. I, 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 know, I, I, I've I never, I, I've never read a Kevin Smith comic that I loved. His Green I, Arrow I, I, run is is up. Uh, his his first twelve issues of, of Green Arrow Very good. is fantastic. Quiver is mm-hmm. awesome. I liked this. Daredevil. Uh, I thought this Daredevil and this Quiver were were like were good. I'm not like I didn't dislike them, but I I didn't love them. Like with Daredevil, like I look at it like okay, so he had that there. But to me, what came after in terms of Bendis, and then after that in terms of Brew, to me infinitely better. So I I kind of discount that Green Arrow. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'll give you that. But but at the same point in time, I guess he's not. You know, I don't know. I mean, just. In the sum total of his work, and it seems like I've read most of it, it's just, just I don't know. I, I, I'd just rather him keep making movies, put it that way. Yeah. Well, g- g- give Green Hornet a try. Um, uh, you, you may like it. I mean, it, it is. Is it the greatest comic ever? No, it's no aphrodisiac, but it is. <laughs> it, it's pretty. It's what pretty is good. though? Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, it, it was entertaining. I, I, I actually, I, I enjoyed okay. it. And, and the art, the yeah, the art. Very but nice. yeah, I mean, on the real though, Dynamite is really milking Green Hornet. I mean, I didn't, I never thought of Green Hornet as like this great franchise. I mean, I know it was a very popular, but I mean, you were talking about it was popular with our grandparents, not with you know. So it's like to see five Green Hornet books. I, I think listen, now, I think now comics didn't didn't do too bad with 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 their really? license of it. I mean, it, no, it, no, they were pretty good. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, do you think in today's day and age we could support five Green Hornet comics? A lot of Bruce, a lot, a lot of Bruce Lee fans out there. How many Deadpool? 
comics out of there. Oh, uh, you yeah, went there. Fair, but on the other hand, though, again, you got Marvel's backing versus Dynamite's. I mean, stay positive, Chris. Stay positive. <laughs> stay positive. Yeah, it's tough. You don't take the bait. Don't and by the way, the in all seriousness, let me just—I mean, let's be honest. Marvel knows they're milking it there, and 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 as someone who's reading them all, it it will. It, we will not have this many Daredevil totals for long. Of course I mean, not. But doesn't it fit I mean, so I mean, well with the character, though, that they know no, they're no, milking no, no, it? No, but, but I'm saying, but Vince, and I think you're reading well. I mean, let's be honest. I mean. I had to go there, know, David. Uh, I'm sorry, Bill. No, I'm saying <laughs> it, 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 a good chunk of them are not very good comics. And that's just the truth. But they're fun so, comics, which takes Some up, of them are fun, some of them are not, in uh, my opinion. Pashaw, I haven't read a, uh, an unfun Dead dead, Deadpool comic. That wasn't at least slightly well, fun. Well, as you talked about a few weeks ago, you've read some not pretty Deadpool comics. Right? Oh, yes, you're right. You're right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So That is true. Well, look at this. We've reached the end. Oh damn! What? Yeah, yeah. Look at what? We're close. You know why? I'm I'm doing it a little early this week because we tend to ramble. Once we yeah. say goodbye, it's like the floodgates open. It's like, oh, yeah, time to talk. Doing the, not yeah. taking the bait. You should do it. Uh, you know this Deadpool edition of Eleven O'clock Comics <laughs> has been <laughs> have been brought to you by DCB Comic Service. That's Deadpool Comic Book Service dot com. DCB Service dot com, where you can find spectacular. Discounts on all your comics and collectibles. DCBService.com is also in cahoots with the Summit City Comic Con. It's the same thing, really. May 22nd, 2010, $10 general admission. If you're an artist, you get a free six-foot-long table. And a boatload, a boatload of, of our buddies are going to be there, including, like I said before, Jim Rube, John Kosar, Mike Swartz from Oceanverse. They're all going to be there. Andy Jewett, you got to go. Check out DCBService.com. And I'm in love with one of the books I got in my box this this week. And I will be talking about it next week. But do yourself a huge favor. While you're out in the boot, get New Wave, the underground mini-comics of the 1980s, published by Fantagraphics. Mm. Oh, oh my God, get it. I'm going to be going into it. I I don't know where to start. I'm going to be talking about it next week. So get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, In your travels... Uh, just came out today. You can, uh, finally pick up the, uh, uh, the awesome trade paperback of The Last Days of Animal Man by, uh, Jerry Conway, Chris Batista. That came out today? Came out today. Oh, I gotta get that. I hope Jerry Conway does good. Young up and comer. I hope he does well. Yeah. Young gun. That's right. Kids (laughs) got a punisher. Uh, if he's a young gun, a flintlock, you mean? <laughs> uh, since it is out of print and and Chris has it and loves it, it's, uh, Batman Ego and other tales. T A I L S. Get the hardcover splurge. Right, that's good. Mine's signed by Darwin Cook and Tim Sale. Well, then go Ooh. still, Chris. <laughs> uh, okay, so. In your tra- in your travels, um, don't go out and buy it now because it's not out yet. But place your order through DCBS or some other way of pre-ordering, and make sure you buy. All three existing G.I. Joe titles, but more importantly, the newly previewed G.I. Joe title written by Max World War Z Brooks and drawn by uh, Antonio Fuso, who has been badass on the current G.I. Joe books, as well as Mr. Howard Chaykin. You're right. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. They're really pushing it, too. Ooh. Oh, yeah. As well that sounds should. tasty. Oh, tasty like a sandwich. <laughs> like a corned beef sandwich with oh, Russian dressing. 
Well, you lost me with corned beef. That shit is nasty. What? No, I don't like corned beef. That's not even meat. That's like bastardized meat. No. I was say, you're, oh, talking to an, you're talking to an Irish boy over there. I was going to say, what's she talk about? Uh, best meat in the world, oval spice ham. Oh, oh I will slap you with eight inches. I love it. The spam is great. I love it. Uh, who's who's he going to borrow? <laughs> Uh, oh, slap it four times. Oh, okay, there you go. It adds up. It's cumulative. <laughs> he did. He did a finishing move on me. He did. That's what it was. Fatality. Oh boy. So yeah, <laughs> thank. <laughs> my my boy's playing Halo. Finish him. Oh my, yeah. My five year old is playing Halo, and my wife. Really. Is, my wife is none too proud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he hates this. Have you ever played Halo 3? Never have played Halo 1. I haven't played any in them. There's something called a Scarab. It's this huge, badass troop transport with lasers everywhere, and he bitches at the game as he's playing it. Oh, he's like my brother. But, but it's, like, it's like five-year-old bitching. You smell. You're stupid. You smell like poop, and he's playing the game. You smell like poop. <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah, yeah. classy little dude. She's not happy. Nice. Yeah. What are you going to do? All right, everybody. Hey, thanks a lot for being here. And guess what? You're not through with us. We'll be here next week. Same stuff. Yeah, more or less. Different day. Yeah? yeah. It's true. That's right. Yeah. All right. Say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Somebody. Call me. So- <laughs> <laughs>